Warning, Monkey's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. I'm sick of it, doing right, doing wrong Parents pissed off every time I write a song Smoke crack, what's upsetting, what the fuck is that? It's something funny, made for you to laugh at You're destroying America with your rap You're so full of shit, I need to call hazmat The only way I would ever apologize Is if I had my face buried in your sister's thighs Okay, I'm sorry for what it's worth, but the best part of you was the afterbirth. If you can't take a fucking joke, then go jump in the river. Nah, 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 and I fucked your sister. If you can't take a fucking joke, then go jump in the river. Oh, it's Friday night. It's a little after 8 p.m. You know, we got a lot of sponsors here at Redline Radio. They pay us a lot of money, so we got to give them their props. If you turn off the show, turn it back on, because we're here, we're live, and we're going to be fucking loud this week. I've got some really special guests joining us this week here in the asylum. Well, the original asylum. Look, look, no green screen. No green screen this week. Can't have the green screen this week. Got too many people in the studio this week to be able to have green screen. But I'm going to show you some of the ugliest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. But they're in a heavy metal band, so ugly just kind of goes with the territory. Welcome into the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Behead the Prophet. All right, so why don't you guys start introducing yourselves here? We'll start with uh, the man that here is from Boston. Oh, 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 oh. There we go. Fix your fucking mic, man. Hey. I don't know what you want to do to it. It's in front of me. Talk to it like it's a penis. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You, you got you kind of got to get a little closer. There we go. There, there we go. go. There you go. Right there. Get your lips up on it. Uh huh. So my name is John. I play bass. That that's it. That's, that's all you got. <laughs> got right now. Man, a few words. Made a few words. There we go. Move around in circle. Circle jerk time. Circle jerk time. All right, I'll be I'll be the next guy up. My name, all right. My name is Mike. I'm the guitar player. Uh, I'm the old guy in the band. Uh, I am influenced very strongly by the '80s, the '90s. Bring the mic a little bit closer to you. '80s, '90s, and uh, a lot of the new metal that's going out today. I'm a huge fan of Sleep Token. Hey. Uh, yeah, just crazy guitars. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm old school guy learning learning a new trick. That's, that's what I'm doing here. Learning all right, all right. I can respect that. I can respect I'm, I'm that. a recycled old bottle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm Dwayne. I'm the drummer. Hi, um, Dwayne. Hi, Lee. <laughs> um, Thanks for having us. You, yeah, thank you for having us so much. Um, I I don't know what the fuck would say. I'm influenced by so many people, man. It would take the whole show to uh, go through that whole entire list. But, uh, yeah, I just enjoy playing drums, making metal, and long walks on the beach while uh, sipping a Chardonnay. 
All right, all right. Dating profile version for Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of unsure about that, but that changes everything. Hey. Uh, and last but not least, uh, I'm Devin, and I do the vocals uh, for Behead the Prophet. A lot of my influences come from a lot of modern day deathcore, um, like Tom Ooh. Barber, uh, Will Ramos, Alex Terrible. Um, and then uh, I've actually been compared to Randy Blythe, which Randy is a very Blythe. big fucking compliment. So, yeah, I'm no. happy to be here, man. man uh, no, all right, Dwayne. Sorry. Too many, too many yinglings. There's never too many yinglings. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right, so Dwayne, you and I actually go pretty far back. Um, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of one of your previous uh, projects, uh, Big Ugly. Thank you. Thank still, you very much. Still owe me a CD, sir. I do. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to contact uh, probably Eric for that because okay. – I have no fucking clue where they are. <laughs> so, and it was supposed to be signed too. Like, I mean, that was part of the deal when I pre-ordered it. Well, here's the thing: is that our our bass player from that time actually lives in Seattle now. So you're kind of oh, on that one. Damn. But uh, I mean, you know, I know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck the Seacocks. <laughs> You shouldn't even been in Super Bowl Forty. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the views of Behind the Prophet are not the views of. Re- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I uh, you might have to go through uh, Eric, and we might have to try to contact the old label and see if we can fucking get one made. So I don't, cool. I don't. I don't even talk to the old label anymore. So I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm. Sorry, I'm going to admit this on the air, but I stole it from SoundCloud since I did officially pay for it. You but. did. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm glad that you stole it. God bless you. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, so I have it. I mean, I can I can still listen to as it. As long but. as you enjoy the songs, that's all that matters. Dude, I, all right. So, uh, but we do go back a little bit further because even that, you know, uh, we're both friends with uh, Tony Gonzalez, the singer of uh, Four Loco. Guys, I hope you kill it tonight yes. out there, Geneva and the Lake. Yes, kill it, guys. Appreciate you guys. Get I, it, man. Get it. I will be seeing you guys Definitely. very, very soon. I'm actually going to be pre-recording an episode of this very show just to make sure I can make it to one of their gigs. Man. There you go. So, all right. But uh, so metal, man. I yeah. mean, metal is is definitely a foundation of music. You know, it's it's definitely what got me through most of high school. <laughs> um, if not, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you fine gentlemen right now. But Agreed. Uh, so Dwayne, you and I kind of talked about one of your influences, Pantera, and yeah. a previous episode of Money's Crazy Mind. So, why don't we kind of start with uh, we'll start with Devin. You said you were a lot, you have a lot of deathcore and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so what 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 bands make Devin all wet in the panties? Oh, dude, right now, fucking um, you ever heard of uh, this band called Darko US? It's a uh, side project from Chelsea Grin's vocalist Tom Barber and oh, okay. uh, the, the drummer from Emirror, Baby J. That shit goes fucking hard, bro. Like, if you're, I would highly recommend checking that out. Okay. But, um, yeah, them and then, um, uh, Slaughter to Prevail fucking gets my juices flowing pretty heavy. Uh, but yeah, just pretty much anything that screams at me and makes me want to punch the shit out of people I love listening to. <laughs> I, I mean, that kind of just par for the course when you're talking about deathcore, oh, yeah. though. I mean, Absolutely. you know. Um, but John, when I, when I saw you walking up, man, I, I, I told Dwayne, I'm like, what, you got monkey from corn in your band? <laughs> That's super funny because a lot of, a lot of my bass playing influences come from the new metal scene, from like the early nineties and going even into the two thousands. Um, I love all that stuff. I, I, 
I find it hard to get away from it and try and do other things just because that's just, I don't know. It's fundamentally where my groove comes from. Nice. Like that time. Uh, but bands like, like, um, I don't know who, um, Volvadinia. Volvadinia. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> that band is crazy. Yeah. Where they're from like Africa. I South think. Africa. I, yeah. They're from one South of my Africa. favorites right now. Um, but I've been really heavy into them. And, uh, but still, even, even when I think of like new th- songs or I start to write new songs, I just automatically start with that, like early nineties, new metal sound. Okay. And, uh, but I don't know. So it's kind of funny that, you know, cause like you, you hear early nineties, new metal. And yeah. I mean, to me, that's still what I picture as current metal, because I mean, there's not that much metal around anymore. And the people that do do it are kind of whiny little bitches with it now. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you hate, to, I hate to say it, but I mean, even like good Charlotte and bands like that, I mean, it's just that like really emo and like whiny. That's where all that like right. you know, pop punk men metal. Yeah. I yeah. really know how that happened. There's too much, called, too much was, fluff in the background. As well. Absolutely. It yeah. Was, it was a band called Papa Roach that kind of, you know, whoa, 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 threw whoa, those whoa, two whoa. together. You know? We're not going to talk shit about Jacoby now. I'm going to sit here. Oh, come on. Man. He went from I cut my him. life into pieces to I tear my heart open. <laughs> <laughs> they were both fucking bangers in their own right, too, man. He shaved his nuts, for sure. <laughs> you don't trim? You're just a wild man down there? Oh, dude, I admit, I shave my nuts, too. No problem. Okay. I, don't, I don't trim. No. No, I do no. not. Absolutely no. not. I put a razor down there. It's a fucking there. bush factory down there. <laughs> Looks oh. like I've got Don King in a leg lock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, seasoned vet over here. You're kind of looking a little bit like Lemmy over there, so I got I to gotta know that maybe Motorhead is in your wheelhouse somewhere. I actually had the honor to meet Mr. Lemmy. I did a oh. shot of wild turkey with him. Oh, wow. It, it was uh, a That's moment, crazy. man, for sure. I was up at, uh, here, long, let's make a real long story short. I'm a retired cop. Mm. And back in another life when I did that job, I've been retired many years now, but uh, when I did that job, I got the opportunity to meet these uh, venue owners because they're getting robbed. Right. And uh, they started giving me tickets. So I started coming to see a bunch of shows and uh, they let me hang out at the after parties. And I got to meet Lenny. He was playing at the Agora and I met him at the Rascal House downtown and uh, Chips Enough was there with guys from White Lions, 80s, 80s guys yeah, yeah. doing a show. But then Lenny, they brought Lenny down and I was like, no freaking way. Let, that's Lenny standing right there. And then he came over to the bar and I'm like, hey, dude, you want to do a shot? He kind of looked at me up and down and all he said was wild turkey. (laughs) (laughs) You're on, bro. That's it. That's it. You know, it was funny because at his funeral, uh, Triple H actually shared a story about the first time Stephanie McMahon met him after they started. Actually, I think it might have actually been after they were married. And uh, so, you know, H walks up to the door. You know, because he can just walk in because it's fucking Lemmy. They do his theme music. And uh, Lemmy opens the door, sees Steph standing there, slams the door behind him. He goes, there's a huge fucking bowl of what he can only assume is Coke. Naked (laughs) naked women everywhere, booze, you know, all kinds of drugs. And he goes, 
about five minutes later, you just hear all kinds of rustling around. The door reopens. Everything's gone. The room looks immaculate. <laughs> Housekeeping means everything. <laughs> he, he just goes, I just want to know what they did with all the naked chicks. He's like, I mean, the bowl of Coke, you could just dump that down the toilet. You know, he goes, but where'd all the women go? <laughs> I just stand it behind the furniture. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I, I find it awesome that Lemmy had enough respect for Stephanie that he would do something like that. Yeah, you know, I mean. Cool. Well, let, let, I think Lemmy's just a stand-up guy. I thought, well, he was a stand-up guy. God bless him. Uh, he was he was a good guy. He was humble. When I met him, he was very humble. He didn't, uh, you know, blow me off like just some random guy off the street. He, we, just, we chatted for a minute, you know. That's cool. You know, for me, um, kind of the thrash metal of the 80s is kind of when I got into the scene. You know, bands like Metallica, oh, uh, man. Megadeth, you know. Iron Maiden started. That, I mean, when yeah. I was a young man, Iron Maiden was coming up in. And when that, that twin guitar attack just hit me, and I was like, holy fuck, I want to do that. Right. Yeah. So I started playing. I've been playing the guitar for probably 40-plus years. Nice. On and off because I had the career in law enforcement. But, you know, it, it became a, a relief valve for that. But then after retirement, I thought, well, well why not just go do this full-time now? Yeah. So this is like my second career now. Right, right. So I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving life. I'm relaxed, stress-free. So out of those bands from the 80s, uh, Dwayne, I know you were kind of a Pantera guy, but I, I consider them to be like the, the birth of new metal in a way. Yeah. I mean, they, they still had the, the solos a little yeah. bit. Not, yeah. not like a lot of the new new metal bands that don't do solos. It's just a jam fest on the guitar, which nothing wrong with that. Not no, at all. No, there's nothing wrong with that. If um, you can play. Yeah, that's that's the big thing right there, if you can play. Um, for me... Uh, the birth of new metal really started with like Sepultura's roots. Mm. You know, that that, that was kind of like where it really started for me. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, I always gravitated to towards the bands that could do a little bit of everything. You know, bands like Fishbone, bands like uh, Faith No More, Skin Dread, shit like that, oh, yeah. you know, that weren't really labeled anything that you could uh, put in a box. You know, uh, for me, it was more of just, I mean, of course, I had the thrash metal influences. You know, Slayer is one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band. Uh, you know, Anthrax, Pantera. Testament. Test. I fucking love Testament. Dude. I'm a big Testament fan. Too. I love Testament. Uh, yeah. But like with Mike, you know, Iron Maiden, fucking Judas Priest. Um, you know, Even though they, they had a flute? Huh? Even though they had a flute? Yeah, I'm alright. If you listen to Painkiller, yeah, I'm just like I'm throwing I'm throwing Lars's old sure, thing out there. You're right when you guys say that Pantera changed things. They did change oh, a yeah. lot of things in music. They even changed the sound of guitars. Dimebag exactly. had a, this a sound all his own. They called it mid scooping. He would just take the mids and go from ten to zero and leave everything else on ten, and that was his sound. Right. And but it sounded great from what he was doing it. When guys had to do it with high end tube amps, they couldn't get the same sound. Right. He, was, he was playing with um, those Randall amps. Randall amps, yeah. yeah. They didn't have tubes in them. They were all solid, what they call solid, solid state. state. Yeah. Exactly. But they were clean and quiet, and he could just do that chunking right. that and, was just and devastating. From a, from a drumming standpoint, Vinnie Paul would tape fucking like rolls of quarters onto his uh, onto his bass drums because that was the you know before they had triggers and all that other shit. So that would give it that slap. That you hear, uh, like, uh, you know, like on, uh, especially the second record, uh, Vulcan Display of Power. Well, it's not technically their second record because 
you know, they had another. They guy. had the power metal they stuff before metal, that. Yeah, all that. But I mean, their second major label release, I right. should say. And a uh, cool story about Pantera is when I was 18 years old, uh, me and my buddy went to a Pantera show. It was actually on my birthday. And I think it was at the Odeon. I'm hmm. not I'm not sure because, I mean, this was, you know, fucking 30 years ago. Um, but I got to meet Dime. I got to meet Phil. I got hmm. to meet Vinny. And it was they were the, like the coolest fucking people. Like they were just so down to earth, so appreciative of the fact that you spent your hard earned money. And I got to do a black tooth grin. Nice. So it was it was really cool. And, and I remember Dime asked me, he's like, uh, how old are you? I said, well, I just turned 18 today. He's like, does your mama know you're here? I was like, no, sir. He's like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I eventually told my mom that I did that before she passed away. You know, it is what it is now. I yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's so many great uh, you know stories that you can tell about that era of just hardcore music in general because there were so many different styles, so many different sounds that were just merging together, just making one big fucked up angry genre of music. Yeah, you know, I mean, because not not around the same time that Pantera did uh, Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. You know, you had corn coming out. You oh, had. I was just gonna say, just when you had all that '90s doom shit coming in, and my dog, my dog died, and I, and my feelings are hurt. <laughs> then all of a sudden they dropped corn. I'm like, okay, now we're going somewhere again. Right. Now music you, has changed you, again. You had corn. You had like Rage Against the Machine. Right. Yes. Out. Right. For you a know? while, I wouldn't. I I didn't listen to radio for a long exactly. time. I listened to only my cassette collector <laughs> CD collection. Mm. Cassette collection I used to have. Mike and I were like big, also like '80s hair metal fans too. Okay, St okay. still am to this still day. Am to this day, right? You know, I still rock Lynch Mob. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I recently saw uh, Stri uh, Striper. Saw Striper. Striper. Yeah, we yeah. both at that show. '80s. Uh, we saw Kicks and Striper. Yeah, nice, nice. So I was unborn and or a baby during all this. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, you were still uh, leaning left testicle a little. <laughs> Let's just say the first band I remember actually fucking getting into is Avenged Sevenfold, if that puts it how young I am. Hey, you know what? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Avenged Sevenfold, That's though. That's the first I mean, band I actually remember where I was like, yeah. yeah, this shit's fucking cool. I mean, early early 2000s is kind of where I stopped with rock, period. I'm, I'm stepping away to go pee real quick. <laughs> straight right. back sir um because like for me after that like like i mentioned good charlotte and like all those bands they're just i'm gonna slip my wrist everything became a spinoff of uh, the doom yeah everybody had to have a bad day and had to write from a dark place i mean papa roach especially with in stay put stay uh papa roach within fest i think he he was still angry enough for me like like kobe dick was still angry enough but then like getting away with murder and like every album that came out after that he just got more and more of that pop emo kind of sound and, and like the first time i ever heard scars i'm like this is papa roach still a good song played out as shit it's still a good song man it might be but you know, but I mean, because like you, you can't even listen to like WMMS or any of the mainstream radio stations anymore without that being the only Papa Roach song you hear. I'm like, what happened to Between Angels and Insects? What happened to uh, what happened to fucking um, 
what was the name of that song? Uh, Broken Home. What happened to fucking Last Resort? I mean, it's like I got extra credit in my English class because we were doing uh, uh, Julius Caesar, the the Shakespeare play. Could it be? Could it be that the powers that be in the music industry want you to like something? instead of giving you a choice metallica talked about that in their documentary in in 2004 um just the mm -hmm. same thing hollywood is doing pull yeah. your fucking microphone closer <laughs> to your face <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of funny because brandon brandon keith okay, keeps saying uh talk uh, you know talk john talk uh, <laughs> but he also says i fucking love you dog so uh but we got a we got a bunch of comments coming in here uh mandy uh she's saying hi guys hey, hey what's mandy? up mandy that's our booking agent, that's our booking agent from uh power back booking yep. amen uh larry larry sanchez says let's go devin oh fuck that guy <laughs> uh, i'm just putting one up larry uh page uh devin you're a youngin uh, that Devin guy is ugly as fuck from Mike Wendell. Uh, Devin, show us titties. I mean, I. I, I hey, any love is love. I will, man. I'll show uh, some titties. Come up then, to our first show, and you might see me in my birthday suit. August you, oh, wow. Mike. Yeah. August 19th, baby, at the Vortex. At the Vortex. It's Mike Wendell's birthday, actually, that day, too. So come out and see uh, it's, so, on a, it's on the rider of our shows that there has to be six colors of Speedos for Devin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Available. You know how in, in the government changes outfits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I change Speedos. Oh, I'm okay. Around. So, like, yeah, just make sure you get there. So uh, we actually have a, a, a comedian that does a podcast here named Timbuktu, and uh, he's a bigger gentleman. Yeah. And one of his gimmicks is he'll just pull snacks out of fat folds. <laughs> Why didn't you give me this idea before we got here? That's a great idea. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, man. I'm so good at storing something. That would have right been awesome. Here, right? See, I get robbed by that shit. Uh, so gonna hide oh, he's like he's, gonna gonna he's got like three percent body fat. I know, right? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I can't eat pork. <laughs> I can't. I don't. Hey, I had to give up pork too, man. I just, re I don't, I, I think you know. I just recently had a heart attack. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, One yeah, of the things yeah. they told me. Oh, how old are you? Thirty-eight. I had one at forty, mm. and I've got eight stents in my chest. Oof. And that's why I'm retired. And uh, but now I've turned. I've quit eating all the bad stuff i don't need mm -hmm. no milk no cheese oh. trying to stay away i still eat some red meat here and there i'm a carnivore i can't help it i just right? get red meat out of my diet and i feel but i don't eat I, I stay away from pork anything greasy oily uh processed lunch meats are totally off the menu so so the real question is this then do you eat ass fuck yeah yes <laughs> without hesitation that's a no-brainer uh so mike says so you uh, eat corn then <laughs> Uh, Mike says, uh, your first show is my birthday bash. I may be in my birthday suit by the end of the night. And well, then, better be. Birthday right. bash in the mosh pit. I want to see it. I want I want swinging balls on the top of, on the back of my head. That's well, I got my while I'm playing. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> As mad as you got it, Mike and Eric for taking their shirts off and running around and, and I don't remember what club that was, but it was like super fucking hot. It was one of the last big ugly shows. Might have been the outpost. It might have been. Well, let me, here's the thing. I had food poisoning that night. Oh, that's right. You were shitting your brains out. I was, I was, trying, <laughs> I was trying not to shit my pants yeah, while yeah, yeah. playing that show. Yeah. So, yeah, there was like, because they were like trying to block the entrance to the bathroom. Yes. That's why I was pissed. Because yeah. oh. I was pissing out of you my asshole. You can't get between Dwayne and the bathroom. No. <laughs> no. 
No, I found that out at Tony's uh, bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike says, uh, your first show is a, my birthday bash. I might be in my birthday suit. Uh, Brian says, can't wait for the show in Akron. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah. Brian then followed that up with Devin, eat ass. I do. All <laughs> ass. I do. Uh, and then Lacey says, you want balls on your head? Listen, man, it's just a fucking thing between me and Wendell, okay? <laughs> uh, and then Mike says, I will make it happen. You know better, uh, LOL, my balls can be swinging all night, I think is what he meant to say, but he said, can he swinging all night? Listen, Mike, let me just tell you this right now. Put your balls on his head and like <laughs> it. Mike, 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 real, real, just man to man, man to man. There's a song by Snot. And every time it comes on, I, I, I'm reminded of you. It's called My Balls, Your Chin. <laughs> Lacey says maybe keep it to yourself. Listen, Lacey, I appreciate your concern for me. I thank you very much. But Lacey's famous. Don't fuck with her, dude. This is true. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thankful for your concern, and I will take your advice under uh, consideration. Uh, Brian says balls, beer, and bands. True. Metal. Metal. It's called rock and roll, man. It's called. Cool. It goes to eleven. It's rock and roll, man. It goes to eleven. Uh, and then uh, Dave is saying, "What's up to Mike?" And then Mike follows that up with, "I fucking love you, buddy." And I think he's talking <laughs> about you, Dwayne. I love you too, Mike. Uh, and then saying what's up to Dave. All right, guys. So let's okay. talk here. All right. Yeah. So Dwayne, like yeah. I like I said, the intro of the show. You've been in like nine bands this year. <laughs> I've been in one band this year. <laughs> well, that, well, okay. So uh, right, 2022. The year, the, the year before. <laughs> uh, the year, like from 2020 to now, what's it been, Mike? Like four, four or five? Well, there was Big Ugly, and then there you guys broke ugly, up. And then, yeah, and then I did In and Smite. Yep. Which we released a single with my buddy, Curran Murphy, mm -hmm. playing lead guitar on. Which that song is amazing, song by is the way. song is great. I love that song. Um, and then I was also in uh, Valkyrie X mm -hmm. for about seven minutes. Shout out to Tim. Yes, Dave. That's Dwayne Gupton. Um, and let's see. Then Desecrate, where Desecrate I met Mike. Pay, right? Yep. And oh, uh, Ben. Uh, ben, who's now in what the fuck is the name of the band he's in now? Kind of the bigger guy with the with the lip ring. He, yes. Yeah, I know Ben. Yeah, he yeah. wanted he, he wanted me to tell you what's up, and I never oh, got around up, to. Ben? How you doing, he, he was on one of our other shows. That's a that's an all music show called yeah. uh, Loud and Local. He was just on there with yeah. Oblivia. Uh, Oblivia. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben yeah, was yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, ben was in Desecrate right right when I started. Yeah. Right when I got into the band. Because I was trying to figure out how I knew him, and yeah. I, and he's like, "Oh, I was in Desecrate Fate with Dwayne," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that, that, was... there's a possibility for that." Um, but then I remembered, like him and I used to party like way back in the day. <laughs> So I'm just like, wait a minute, I know you because I used to go to that dude's house and get drunk. Like right, right. <laughs> uh that that's where I met Mike was in Desecrate. And uh that that kind of went downhill uh after about a year. Uh, yeah, that was we, its only logical. We don't, we don't place really to need to get into that. Uh I, I don't fucking care if we do. I really don't care. Oh, I don't care. But that's that's where this band came from. It's right. From the leftovers of that band. The ashes of Desecrate Fate. Okay. Much, became yeah. Behead the Prophet. Yeah. And, and there's another half of Desecrate Fate because the person we parted ways with has his own band. And they're doing their own thing. They're doing their and, own thing. And, and yeah. God bless them. And, right. and exactly. all the happiness let, to let, them. let them do their thing. Uh, we will never fucking play a show with them because mm. uh, there's just that much bad blood there. So, so kind of the same situation as what happened with Four Loco then. 
Uh, in a way, um, let's just say that there was some words that were said that you can't take back. Right. There was some things that were that were agreed uh, brought up that, um, and that's that were just that were just inappropriate. It, it, it yeah. crossed the line. There's, right, a, there's right. a difference between professionalism, yeah, and um, being just downright hurtful. So. <laughs> You two were in Desecrate Fate. So exactly. how does John from Boston come into the party? <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well, tell the story. I mean, I drove here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have like a 10-hour drive, two band practice every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I met them when they were still had um, vocalists from Desecrate Fate. Yeah, right? it was John. Yeah, John, he was in that band. Yeah, he was yeah. still Was he in Big yeah. Ugly or two? Or no? No, 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 that was Tony. He was from the original uh, Desecrate Fate that was before me. Yeah. So and, I, and I I came after Mike. It was actually upon it was my insistence that that guy be brought back into Desecrate Fate. Right. Okay. Because they brought in singer. another singer and he was just fucking He just terrible. wasn't doing it. Yeah, he was just bad. So the singer that, that was uh, in the band when you were on Dan Giles' show, or Dan Gillis' show, uh, The yeah. Dirt Sheet, is that the singer that... That's the singer from Desecrate. Okay, Fate. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, John Hussey, we still love that guy. Yeah. He's he's a great dude. He's since relocated out of state. He's now in Florida now, yeah. and uh, hopefully he's listening in. So, Wish him the best, man. Yeah. Uh, Mike says he's adding them to WSC. When scenes collide? Yes. Oh, he's adding uh, the other band? Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, Lacey says she loves John, by the way. Yeah, John's great. Uh, Mike, um, I mean, if you want a gang fight, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> So yeah, I just have I just want you to know like John's studied Muay Thai, Mike mm. studied boxing. Oh, we're not gonna Devin doesn't that. fucking care. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got ninja dreads, man. He's got ninja fucking dreads. He can pull he, he can pull swords out of that shit. And on top of it, he can pull a fucking two ton fucking truck with his cock. Nice. So, like, I've seen it. Nice. You have seen it. We have he can, seen it. Yes. He can pull a sword out of one dread and disappear with the with another one. Nice. True. So 10 hour drive. Uh, you, 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 you left Boston the same time Tom Brady did. So, I mean. Uh... Oh, no. We're talking about the Patriots. <laughs> We've not had this conversation with the band. We've stayed away from this on purpose. Yeah. Um, um, as a Steelers fan, I proudly say, fuck the Patriots. <laughs> I, I, concur. I fucking concur. I never asked you. Are you a Patriots fan? Uh, I was. Yeah. All right, you're fucking fired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any bass players in the area? (laughs) Ben, you want to come back? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But all right, so um, what what brought you into the party? Like, what what was it about your bass licks that they liked? Um, I mean, you'd have to ask them. I really don't know. I, I, I'm playing with a band called Dethrone the King also. And um, I mean, I was just looking for something a little bit different than what we do there. Um, and I, I just love the groove that uh, Mike brings. And I love the hardcore uh, influences from Dwayne. And uh, it's just a little different than my other band. And it's just something that I wanted to explore. You guys like removing body parts from people, dethroning kings, beheading <laughs> prophets. <laughs> well, the, the, when John came in, it was it was at the time, it was me, Mike, and, and our other singer, John, at the time. Right. And uh, when he came in and we played him a partial part of the song you're going to play mm. tonight. Uh, so that's how long that song's been around. Um. 
And I remember looking at John and he just kind of had his like eyes were like half dollars. He's like, I love your groove. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we love you. And it kind of just grew from there. Um, John's you know, not your conventional bass player. John is not your – if you're asking for perfection, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> you know? uh, John is very much – John's not a follow-the-leader guy. He's either. an enigma. He really is. And John is an anomaly. But what we love about John is that John was just John. He and he does John to, better than anybody. He didn't try to be anything else. He was just like, hey – I'm going to do this and uh, pinch you know, and twist. Right. Pinch and twist. <laughs> pinch, baby. And twist. pinch and twist. That's what you got to do to maintain your dreads. Pinch right. and twist. Pinch That's and what twist. John taught me. <laughs> so so like, I don't have dreads because I don't have enough hair, but John I don't taught have me all about dreads. Either, so. Oh, I'm actually cutting mine off uh, Sunday. So. Oh, dude, you should see my. I, people think I'm not that there's anything wrong, but people think I'm Jewish because I have a skin yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, actually, I'm actually Catholic. That's okay because but... when, when I was with Lee at uh, Tony's bachelor party, I ended up I got I, mind you, I was really fucked up. Oh, you were. I was really fucked up. I was the only sober one there. You were. And, uh... <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really drink all that much anymore. Um, okay. You know, I, I had made some bad mistakes in my early twenties. Oh, so okay. that happens. Well, I ended up calling him. Uh, if you're a fan of wrestling i ended up calling him fat hardy <laughs> so i did not mean to hurt your feelings that night i am sorry i apologize for that you didn't hurt my feelings okay good okay wait it's you like i, 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 get, it. I, get, it. <laughs> I get it but you reminded me of like a fat matt hardy yeah <laughs> i was just like fat hardy it just came out while we were bowling yes so, bowling yes. We were bowling, yes. Dude, drunken bowling was hilarious. It's fucking great because I kept making fun of this like bald English guy. <laughs> His <laughs> brother, Tony's brother-in-law, turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I my kept god! Making, I kept saying like "fuck the queen." And like, <laughs> like it was, it was. So uh, it's your fault she died. Okay, we lady, but, problem. But, we figured it out. But the only person who's been around me, other than Wendell, who's listening. Uh, when I've been really, really drunk is Mike. Yeah. So he knows how I can be. Yeah. And I can like get a little loose lip. Little. And I, <laughs> you remember when we played the fucking metery, dude? Oh yeah. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. That was great times. I uh, I had a really bad shoulder injury at the time, and uh, so our old bass player Carly, who we love to death. Yeah. Uh, gave me two edibles. Oh shit! <laughs> I can just imagine what happened after that, Dwayne. So I'm trying to play. It was like a Tarantino movie. You take them both at one time. I'm sure it was, what? dude. How are you not fucking dead? Yeah. I was trying to. I'm trying to play like hardcore. Mike, fucking, you played with when it? do I we I go on? <laughs> I, I fucking played with this too, oh man. And I'm like sitting no here way. and I'm watching my stick. It's going, yeah, those songs had very quick tempos. And yeah, and Dwayne was like looking at his sticks like they were on, like he was on acid. <laughs> the fucking colors, He's man. Like, Dude, <laughs> it's a fan. <laughs> The problem was is that my girl's son was there, and it's the first time he ever saw me play, and it was like the worst fucking show oh, I ever no. played in my life. <laughs> like I, 
like even like the Outpost show when I had food poisoning yeah, was yeah, better yeah. than that show. When Dwayne eats edibles, he's the kind of guy that gets in front of a fan and goes, "Hey guys!" <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's that's why I stick to Yingling. Yes, yes. Are they are they the official Fred, sponsor? Uh, well, I want the Yingling, and if you're listening, please sponsor Behead the Prophet. <laughs> or be at any venue we play. Or be at any venue we play, fuck Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Yes. I am hearing that Devin used to be a oh, Jesus, fuck rapper. <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, I was for actually a very fucking long time. It's actually what got me into music was uh, writing uh, rhymes, well, poetry. And then I turned it into uh, rap music, which was very, very not what I ever wanted to do. But I loved performing and I loved being on stage. And I knew that. And I actually didn't discover that I could do metal vocals up until about a year ago. So, hmm. so kind of the same way you found Tony. In a way, except uh, when we put it out on Facebook, Devin messaged me and he was like, I've never been in a band. I've never done this before. But here's my cover of Counting Worms by fucking Knock Loose. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and he said he liked what we had so far and he wanted to work with us. So I'm like, okay, that's our yeah. guy. And yeah. when that motherfucker kicked in with the arf, arf, I was like, this is the fucking guy. Like, <laughs> this is the dude. So I take it your rap name was Deep Freeze? No. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? No, Jesus fuck. <laughs> No, it was deep that. throat. Was that, That's that what it was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was the deepest and the throatiest. But <laughs> whoa, okay, not that kind of show. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, wow, we the comments are just coming in fast and hard here. So sweet, kind of like Devin. Um, but yeah, no, a bunch of people said deep freeze. So I, that's why I was wondering if that was your. No, it used to be D free. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just something that people would say to make me mad. And then uh, Larry uh, says, I've supported his career all the way through his goods and bads. Devin yep. is the shit. That's all I know. Uh, and then Kaylin says, Devin sucks. That's her right there. That's my wife. That's his wife. <laughs> She's right uh, over there, by the way. She also says, we better eat after this. So uh, you better feed your wool yeah. in there, buddy. I think Devin's going to eat something. <laughs> that butt we were talking about. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. Wait, it's not that kind of show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and it all started when we were at incarceration last year, as Carissa says. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we were at Inc. And uh, I was talking to Larry. And I was like, man, I was like, I could fucking do this. And I was like, I just need to find people that believe well, in yeah. me to fucking let me get that chance. And like. Well, here these guys are, and I couldn't be more grateful to have well, that opportunity. We're about 15 minutes away from the world getting to hear that chance. Fuck yeah. Wow, that's scary. So, Behead the Prophet, where'd the name come from? John came up with it. I guess I came up with it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's something I, I wanted to um, start another band for a while, and uh, I just like that name. I just like turn over names in my brain. Just. I just liked it, and uh, it honestly has been influenced by Dethrone the King. I just like the way it sounded together. It's kind of similar, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like when John when John came in, he was like, because I think we were working under the title Knuckle Up or something like that. Something like that. Something like, We, we kind of had like a cheesy name, you know, and we were kind of, we weren't sold on a band name per se. Yeah. Right? And John came in, he's like, I've got this idea, and I'm like, 
okay, what is it? He's like, pak your car in the yard. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, we can't, we can't have a Boston thing. And uh, he was like, how about behead the prophet? And it really sounded like Christopher Walken when he said it. Behead <laughs> the prophet. He was like, behead the prophet. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that sounds fucking badass. Yeah. And uh, the visuals came right away, and I yeah, thought, wow, that's like, a like, mess. I we like had it. we had T-shirt ideas immediately. Immediately. And we had like you know uh, merch ideas immediately, and we were like, okay, this is the name. Of the it's gonna stick. Yeah. So you go from Big Ugly yeah. to End in Smite. Yeah, I didn't name that fucking band, by the way. What, End in Smite? Yeah, that was Tony. I know. Okay. I know. He, he, he asked me, he's like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I mean, it's it's metal. It fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to tell him you said that. I, I'll probably hear it. I don't give a shit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so I mean, I'm just going through band names that I know, you know, so Big Ugly, right. which you guys were all big and ugly. Right. You know? That's country. Uh, and then you went to End and Smite, which was half a big ugly, or sure. actually two thirds of it. It was yeah, two thirds. Yeah. Uh, and then Desecrate Fate, right? And now Behead the Prophet. Yeah, you forgot about Valkyrie X. Well, I'm just talking about bands that have like names about like hurting people. Or... Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if Big Ugly really was like hurting people. <sighs> True. If I mean, you, me you know the story cry. behind that. So yes. I'm not yes. going to refrain. Yeah, I mean, you know, last time I was on this show with hey. Wendell, he fucking made me tell the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, he, and I'm well, not going to tell that story again. You do not wear no skinny jeans. No, I don't wear any skinny jeans. But, but you uh, are a big, ugly motherfucker. I am a big, ugly <laughs> motherfucker. But, uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 you know, one one great thing about this band is that, uh, you know, I take all the experience I got from Big Ugly and mm -hmm. the experience I got from End and Smite and working with guys who are on a national level and working with guys and people that are on, you know, a much greater scale than I've been on. Yeah. And getting to rub elbows with those guys. And, and try and sponge as much from them exactly. as you can. Exactly. I, I, I've been like a sponge with those guys. It's just being a which, musician. Which, yeah. is, which has put had the profit in a very good position and that's that's the whole point behind it because you know i i'm not a guy that you know lives in the past or anything like that right right um because the time is now and and when people hear behead the prophet they're going to be blown away because there's not a genre that you can throw us into there's not a specific category you can say these guys are this or these guys are that mm. it is what it is i can tell you my best works in front of me Exactly. We just you kick know? ass. It's what we do. It's it's what we right. do. Exactly, Devin. We just we we chew bubble gum and kick ass and drink England. It's just it's a certain. There's a chemistry in the band room. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's different. You know, it's it's we're everyone is contributing and everyone is wanting the same thing at the end of the day. You know, so everyone right. everyone's giving it. Yeah. So the band room is an intense place to be. So oh, me, it's for like sure. Working out with a bunch of my dads. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I mean, for real, y'all are old enough to be my dad. Every yeah, time I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I am <laughs> so is John. Hey, yes, today, to, just today is my son's 20 or 32nd birthday. Your kid's Look at older you, than you, me. You didn't even know your fucking son's age. Well, Happy it's birthday. the 21st, but he's, he's 32. He's 32. Now I'm only 28. Jeez. My son's 32 also. I have a grandson as well. Hi, Eli. I love you. Uh, Mike and Michael. So uh, Larry Sanchez is saying, I got you, brother. Let's go. I need a 3X. 
for the shirts. Uh, you fat motherfucker. Hey, that's what I wear too. Uh, Larry says he'll tell Tony. (laughs) But then he also followed it up with, I'm offended by big ugly. That's okay. Because if you You knew the story, I, you would not be offended. Yeah. So, uh, Carissa says, hail all big, ugly people. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Because your husband's big and ugly too, Chris. The fuck, man. All right. And and he goes, love you too, Chris. So, (laughs) so, all right. Uh, I farted. We're about 10 minutes here. Oh, no. That didn't happen, did it? It did. It really happened. Oh, God damn it, Dwayne. (laughs) Dude, this can clear the band room from time to time. You should see how quick it it cleared out Tony's house on his bachelor party. This is true. The deviled eggs. Oh, God. (laughs) And if the AC ain't working in that band room, oh, my God. I mean, Dwayne time. must, he might have three stomachs. I'm not sure. I am part goat. I am part goat. The smell that comes out is not human. One time. No, it's not. It's not. One time I took a shit in the morning. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I took a shit in the morning and April comes down the steps. She's like, did you fucking eat battery? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Abe? You're definitely the better part of Dwayne, though. <laughs> you fucking are. That's, that's the fucking truth. <laughs> All right, but we, we got about eight minutes here before we're going to play the song. Yeah. The Calling. Yes. So talk to me. What What is it about The Calling? Now, you sent me that song like two weeks ago. I, I haven't sent, listened. I, I sent you an unmastered version. Yeah. And then the one I just recently sent you is right, the right. mastered version. I have not listened to it. Yeah. I was waiting for it today. I wanted to be here and listen to it organically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I heard you guys write that song that you did for End in Smite. I was I was in those some of those basement yeah, sessions yeah, with you, you were, guys. You were there. Um, so, I mean, I know your guys. I know how your sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted I want to know, like, what is it about the calling that made this be the first single? Um, the groove, the groove. Yeah, the fucking groove. I think also Devin's vocals on that song uh, really kind of took it to the next level. Because when we originally were looking for a singer, right? Um, I sent this song out to uh, some people who inquired about being, you know, becoming a singer. Yeah, mm. there were a few, and there was a, a certain person who, I mean, they were kind of a uppity prick. I mean, to be honest, and uh, they were like, you know, I can't really hear where there's a. You know, difference between the verse and the chorus, and I can't really tell the difference between, you know, what what's this and what's that. And Devin came in right away and was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that kudos to you, dude, because I can tell you there's been bands that have wanted to do songs with vocals, and they're just like, our singers just sitting there listening to the music I'm like, oh. So, you know, just doing a, a, an instrumental because they liked the music, but right. the singer is just like, I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know what to do with this. Right. And, and, and I will honestly say this. Like, I have been blessed with the singers that I've gotten to work oh, with. Oh, for sure. You know, when I, when I, you know, I mean, I started out in the industry as a singer. Yeah. And, you know, I did shit with, like, bands called Mental Symphony and stuff like that and Violence. And, I mean, this is stuff you'll have to dig way back on fucking YouTube for. Mm. Um, but... You might even find a Jiffy peanut butter. You might find a Jiffy peanut butter. Choosy moms choose Jiff. Um, You know, but with Devin coming in, 
And I think what helped Devin so much was being so new yeah. to it that he he honestly just didn't know any better. Mm. Devin's got a fire. Devin has this fucking passion that has ignited a new passion in me. Like, I'll find times where I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I feel like fucking quitting. I feel like just, you know, I don't want to go to practice tonight. I'm tired. I'm hurting. I'm angry, you know, whatever. And fucking Devin's like, hey, dude, I'm so excited to fucking see you tonight, dude. I've got this idea. I've got this idea. And he, I love you, dad. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, God damn Now I have to go. <laughs> My thing is, is if I can drive an hour and 10 minutes every Wednesday to practice and an hour and 10 minutes home, you guys can go 10 minutes around the corner. Amen. I don't really go ten minutes. I go like I go like thirty five. Yeah. Well. Still. And John has still has to use fucking uh, Google Maps to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that stopped like a week ago. So. Oh, okay. Well, you finally memorized the. You rock. finally, finally got did, it all yeah. memorized. Okay. I finally got. Um, uh, we're we're changing our practice spot. <laughs> yeah. we're, we are no longer at Rock and Roll City. We are now at Devon. <laughs> what cannot, the hell what was that? that? We cannot do it at my place. You suck. Yes. <laughs> Spit and swallow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, so Larry is like chomping at the balls here to hear this song. He's just like, play it, play it, play it, goddammit, play it. Hey, Larry, just calm down, bro. You're going to hear it. Uh, Steve says, shout out to vir- uh, vir- Virulence. 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 Steve Dykert. Is that who it is? Yes. Hey, what's up, Steve? Yeah, Steve was my drummer back in the Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, a, dr- a drummer had a drummer. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't always a drummer. Right. Yeah. Which is why it helps me, you know, writing lyrics with Devin and helping him show cadence. And it all, all makes sense to me now, It all makes sense. It goes full <laughs> circle. It's 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 complete. It's a circle. Dude, I don't know what it is about that nap, but that fucking thing loves you, dude. You know, um, probably because I smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, John, when when you guys were working on the calling, what did what did you think about what you were hearing? Um, I mean, when I first heard the song, I loved it. Um, I I just instantly had things that I wanted to play around with and experiment as far as you know the bass goes. <clears throat> and um, that's that's one of the main things when I first walked in um, to the band room. Is that song you played? Yeah, that was it one of song them. Yeah, played. that one in Guilty. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't bring anything to play or jam or anything. I just like was there to listen and see what the guys were about and everything. But um, I instantly had, um, you know, stuff and you know, to to play to it. So that doesn't happen all the time. If I hear a song, I mean, like I'll do, like what you said earlier about a singer just sitting there mm. listening to the music. Sometimes that'll happen, and. Uh, that that's that's something that I probably wouldn't get involved with because if if stuff isn't happening naturally just from my bioenergy being in the room, it's probably not gonna um, be so much chemistry or the kind of chemistry that you need. I think. What did you think uh, about the song? Mm-hmm. I wrote the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's just something that came. Um, this is really organic. It, it was. Really was. It was just a yeah. groove. Something that that just it just came. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, it just, I mean, it, it just it, comes it, out like urine. Right. It had that uh, like uh, revolution is my name kind of feel. Hmm. From Pantera. Yeah, there was definitely. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, once, once you start, you know, as a guitar player, you just start playing around at home. You're practicing. You're learning your trade. You're. Maybe you're trying something different than you tried the day before, or you're going, you're running a scale, you're running a chord progression. And you're like, wait a minute, I, I like the way that sounds. Right. 
And then you start building on it and then you start effing around with it. And next thing you know, you got something that's got a groove to it. And you, and it, the way I see it is if you can get anybody to do this or stamp a foot or shake their hips or whatever it is, wave an arm in the air, you got something. You got something that somebody can internalize. They can turn the lyric like that. I like these guys writing because you write lyrics that are everyday real life shit. Yeah. Exactly. And people can internalize this and make this your life. Right. And they can understand where it's coming from and share part of their life with it. You know? Right. And, and that's one thing I will say about, you know, the lyrics Devin and I write are a, they're from a real place. They're not from some like fantasy land. You know, these are from real life experiences that we've experienced. Real feelings, you real know? feelings. People yeah. can gravitate to that and understand where we're coming from. Like when I heard Devin sing, you know, the, the, the lyrics to that song, I was like, I know exactly how he feels. You know, and I think to some degree in metal, you know, especially in metal, the lyrics have kind of been like a, a foregone conclusion. Right. And I, you know, as much as people don't want to, you know, think about it, but James Hetfield is still one of the best lyricists. On the <sighs> like what he writes about, I can relate to. You know, uh, and uh, uh, same with Scott Ian from Anthrax. Yes, I very much so. I can relate to what he's saying. I'm glad you brought that up about. Hetfield, because a lot of people were shitting on um, the song If Darkness Has a Son. I love that fucking song. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, okay, if you knew, right, everybody out there knows James went to rehab in 2003. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then he went back to rehab not too long ago. Not a lot of people right. know that. I'm like, so if you listen to what he's saying in that song, this is his recovery song. Right. Exactly. Right. And, Us, and, people our age know exactly what it means. Oh, you know, and I don't I, like I when I the first time I heard that song, I'm like, the music is kind of weak, but the, the lyrics are just on point. Right, right. And I mean, same thing with um, it's all very heavy. Uh, yeah. Screaming suicide. Like as a suicide survivor, that yeah. song is probably one of the most important songs Metallica's ever done. Well, I mean, you know, like our, if you want to go back to like the uh, Big Ugly Days, for example, mm -hmm. uh, the song Take Me Away. Yes. I was going through a divorce at that time. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a death in the family. Mm -hmm. It really is. It, it, you know, John's been through it. Yeah, I have been through it. It, it sucks. Pretty, it's fucking terrible. I think that's one of the best things about writing lyrics and music in general is how it helps mental health and how it helps. Yes, exactly. exactly. So it should be used for it should be a healing thing. I don't know if all musicians actually look at it that way. I definitely do. That's where my lyrics come from. A awesome. lot of them do. Uh, yeah. And Devin has just, I mean, I think it's his background in hip hop. Yeah, is what helps him with that gift of of being able to put those words into a way that everybody uh -huh. can really grasp it. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that you mentioned that he has a background in hip hop because if you look at uh, Machine Gun Kelly, MGK, he's actually a really big like rock fan, mm -hmm. and he puts a lot of that into his rapping. So it's it's kind of like Devin reversed it, right? You know, and yeah. And so I, I, that's really cool. And I, I was going to mention that earlier and I totally forgot about it. But, gentlemen, it's time. It's time. Oh. Okay. So, play the uh, fucking song, yeah. then, Lee. Yes, we are, we are going to play the brand new, or the, the first single, actually. The, the first, the, the only single from the only one uh, right, right now. now. <laughs> We're working uh, on the other one, people. Mm. Uh, from Behead the Prophet, it's called The Calling. This is the red line, or is this more like the world premiere? 
This is the world premiere. It is available globally. Yeah, it's yes, been out yes. for streaming for about a week. On, um, uh, it's on every streaming site. Every streaming site. And uh, shout out Bob Hacker and Keith Kelly from Absolutely. Those guys fucking rule. Getting that Thank song you, properly. guys. Yes, yes right. those guys fucking rule. And uh, shout out to our booking agent. Uh, Mandy McGuire from uh, Powerback Booking. Thank you so much, Mandy. All right. All right. So we're going to play the song here. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break here, which we like to do at the top of the hour here on Money's Crazy Mind. Uh-oh. When we come back, we will break down the song. We'll talk to these guys about it. Like I said, I haven't heard this yet either. I wanted to wait until this moment. I knew these guys were going to be here, and I, I saved it. And Because even my wife, Megan, you know my wife, yes. You know, she was just like, did you hear the song from Dwayne yet? And I'm like, no, they're, they're going to be on the show the 21st. <laughs> I'm waiting. Stop bringing it up that it's in my fucking Thank email. You, Thank you so much. Thank you, Megan. We love you. Uh, she's actually watching uh, Boaterhead over at the... Oh, great, great fucking band. Yeah. Yeah, they sell out the local every time they're yes, there. Yes, they're great, dude. All right, but here we go. No more bullshit. No more talking. Here it is. Behead, uh, Behead the Prophet and their single, The Calling.
sounds that sounds really great. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. Who are you talking to? Uh, the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. Hello, Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. What are you wearing? Uh, khakis. Well, that sounds hideous. Well, they're Ghostbusters. Oh, man. I'm still coming down from that, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Thank you. Dude, Thank you. holy shit. You guys killed it with that, man. I appreciate that, man. Uh, we're going to play it again at the end of the show because I think there might have been a little bit of an audio issue at the beginning, but uh, we'll take care of that. I promise that. All right. Uh, but, all right, here we go. Second hour, and, dude, my heart's still fucking racing from that shit my heart rate went from a 58 to an 81 don't die <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. uh but no th that song kicks ass guys and uh devin um i i gotta ask where the hell did that voice come from uh, <laughs> I, I got i have no idea um just you know just practicing when i'm not supposed to ask her excellent <laughs> Um, but shout out to my guys in the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. You saw our little commercial there right before we did this, uh, right before we came back. Uh, we are actually have an event coming up in Timbuk Nowhere, actually. But uh, I'm just looking it up real quick because I do want to mention it. That's the wrong page. Um, actually, somebody just put in the chat, so I'll just go there. Let's see. Uh, we do have the Ukrainian uh, uh, Festival Parade in Parma coming up on the 26th, but we also have in Doylestown the Rogues Hollow Parade, and we will be world premiering our brand new Ecto Neo. It is an actual hearse, um, and that is August 4th at 7 p.m. Myself and the owner of Ecto Neo will be there. Uh, Tony will not because he's a bum. Uh, but, but we will be there and we will be having some fun with that. I was going to say something about Tony, but you already said it. That he's a bum? He's a hobo sapien. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I mean, uh, uh, Four Loco has a show that night. So, I mean, I, can I get it. I yeah. get it. And then August 26th, the, the, the Ukrainian village parade, he won't even be in that because that's the uh, Cleveland music awards. Well, it's because he's Colombian. That too. Right. Cleveland music awards. Yes, uh, Four Loco is up for nomination for the best cover band in Cleveland. Uh, so if you guys want to go ahead and vote for that, you can do that at Cleveland Music Awards. Keem. I already did, and they are. They are. They are the best cover band. Uh, but we are Redline Radio, so I do got to mention Bad Juju, the official band of uh, Redline Radio as well. They are also up for that nomination. So if you guys are into Bad Juju more than you're into Four Loco, go ahead and vote for Bad Juju, of course. They actually just played my uh, camp... Uh, where I camp at. Yes. Uh, Rustic Lakes Campgrounds. Yes. They just played there. Uh, tomorrow night, actually, you can catch Four Loco going up against in a battle of the bands against Grunge DNA at the Chagrin Campgrounds. I don't know. Okay. You're looking at me like, you should know this shit. I don't <laughs> fucking know, man. Uh, but uh, obviously last night we all had some pretty nasty weather blow through the area. I was without power for quite a few hours. Um, wow. 
But uh, for those of you that may have some uh, AC and that's not AC and no more after that storm or heaters that ain't heating, you can always reach out to Sensible Solutions HVAC Service LLC. Give them a call at 440-985-8387 and they will get your AC and AC and again, keep you nice and cool in these hot summer nights. And I'm not talking about John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. But also, if your vehicle got some damage last night in those storms as well, you can always take your car to Tuffy Tire and Auto Service on Leona Street in Elyria. Call them 440-324-7484 to make an appointment. And uh, let them know that you heard all about them right here on Redline Radio LLC. So, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all that, the time. That, that was a storm last night. Wasn't oh it? my fucking god, that was bad. That was a nice lightning storm. It had hail. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, we we had a tree fall down. Yeah, uh, like three of them. <laughs> like it was a uh, it was pretty bad. I, I have a my really last deck bar was going to shatter, but yeah, I got, it didn't. I'm thankful. I have a really 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 big dog. Yeah, and she was like. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but somebody needs to hold my paws, man. (laughs) So we kind of held her paws and just like, hey, it's okay, Greta Bear, you're going to be just fine. And she's like, I don't fucking know, man. Well, you know, it it was actually kind of crazy because I was actually putting stuff together for the show tonight. Like I was downloading the MP3 and, you know, getting everything on my flash drive so I can bring it here and everything. And my lights flashed and then they came right back on. I'm like, all right, I want to keep working. And then they went off again, and I'm like, and then they came back on, and I'm like, I think I'm going to shut my computer down yeah, now. Smart. Um, down. And then, like, they, they stayed on for, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then they went out again, came back on. I'm like, will you make up your fucking mind? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they went out, and they stayed out until about 1230 in the morning. I, I, uh, I set up watching fucking, like, episodes of Forge and Fire. Nice. <laughs> Till it, it like blew over, and I was like, "Okay, I can go to sleep now." So yeah, like uh, I actually left work early yesterday because I did not want to drive in that storm because I saw how bad it was in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, I ain't driving in that shit. Yeah. So all that says to me is that you're a fucking slacker. That's all this says. I also drive a hamster mobile that can barely handle on a wet road. Well, it's not my fault you drive a French fry box. I, I it's uh, well, it's kind of my fault, but a fucking like a, a, a fucking fishbowl on wheels. <laughs> Pretty much, it's about <laughs> it barely goes up a fucking hill. I mean, <laughs> the wind is hard on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes forty miles an hour with the wind at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill. I'm over here talking shit and I drive a fucking Civic. <laughs> like, Dude, you know what? I'd rather have a fucking Honda right now than that fucking Korean piece of garbage I drive. So I mean. <laughs> Because, no, I'll, I'll, honest, I'll, I'll say it honestly. Like, the best car I ever drove was a 1991 Honda Accord that my dad put a fucking cold air intake in and everything. That fucker, I never slipped in snow. See, I, see, now you're talking fucking Devin and Mike's language. Me and John are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's like, like, that was the best car I ever drove. And the only reason I got rid of it is because the, the fuel line just completely shredded. Oh. And my dad's like, it would cost me more to rebuild this than it would be for you to get a new car. There you go. And I'm just like, well, it's your car. I mean, you tell, like, you gave it to me. So right. I mean, you tell me what you want to do, pops. Like, you know. Right, 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 uh, right, right. But Larry says all all the time, even when it's not wanted, that motherfucker screaming to practice. <laughs> talking about you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, okay. So he's screaming because his guts are getting rearranged. <laughs> 
But uh, the song. Yes. Uh, still blown away by it. it. It was definitely heavy. Thank you. Um, but whatever that singer was talking about, like, I can't tell the difference between the chorus and the, and the verses and everything like that. I mean, there were clear distinctions between where you guys were headed with that music. And uh, without my vocals, it was fucking played out like, yeah, fucking easy for me to fit shit in there. And the, the vocals definitely worked yeah. in that feel. So, I mean, there, there's, there's no reason to sit there and say that they wouldn't have. Um, Dwayne, honestly, that's some of the best drum work I've heard out of you on original music. So. Oh, I appreciate that so much, man. Thank you. Um, I mean, you're, you're definitely coming, or not, I don't want to say coming along, but you're definitely getting better as a drummer as time goes on. Not to say you were ever bad, but the things that you've learned, you right, know, since right. since the days of Big Ugly and End and Smite, which is like your wings a little bit, so to say. Well, a, a lot of it is uh, there's a there's a chemistry between Mike and I. Yeah. And there's there's a chemistry that's building between John and I. Yeah. Especially with a, a new song that John just wrote that we're still working through. Um, there was an instant chemistry between Mike and I mm. when we uh, were in Desecrate and. Uh, coming in and and I kind of heard you know like when we were in Desecrate I kind of heard a couple of the songs and I was like I don't know what the fuck this guy's thinking mm-hmm. you know because I don't approach my my playing as I'm just a drummer I approach it as I'm a songwriter and I want right. to arrange these things in a way that if I was listening to the songs that I would think was fucking cool you know, and um, I mean, you were you were even doing that back in Big Ugly, though. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, like the last record I did in Big Ugly was Forgotten. Yeah, and I, you know, between Eric and I, I think Tony wrote the lyrics to Expendable. But yeah, because that was about his divorce. His divorce, yeah. right? Where you know, like I wrote the lyrics to uh, 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 the, the title song Forgotten. Forgotten. I wrote the lyrics to Take Me Away. I wrote the lyrics to Come Home. Uh, I wrote, you know, big ugly motherfucker. I wrote, I wrote all these lyrics, and um, you know, that was one thing that when when Devin joined the band, I was like, hey man, you know, I, I write a lot of lyrics, and you know, and that's that's kind of what I took from Neil Peart. You know, Neil mm. Peart wrote a lot of lyrics for Rush. Yeah, and um, you know it, and that that was my approach was. I don't want to just be known as a drummer. Mm-hmm. I want to be known as a songwriter. And Mike has adapted that. John has adapted that. Devin's adapted to that. And it, it works out really well because we all play to our strengths, you know. I let Mike write his fucking riffs, you know. Like, play your fucking riffs to your heart's content. I let John do his thing. Devin, do your thing, man. If you want to sing cleans on something, sing fucking cleans. If you want to, you know, go batshit fucking crazy and sound like, you know, you know, corpse grinder, go fucking go at it, dude. And that's the great thing about Behead the Prophet is we don't put any limitations upon what we want to do. But at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to a lot of times it's it's Mike and I working through the arrangements. Yeah. And we go, okay, we're going to do this part fucking eight times and then we're going to do this part fucking four times and, and, and we're doing and it by feel like exactly. if, it, if it's too long let's shorten it up you know it, we're playing and that's kind of the main do, thing a lot we, of by ear stuff we and, do it by feel because you know unfortunately music is a formula yes it really is a formula and there's different variations to that formula absolutely I mean, you fucking listen to gojira they're all over the fucking place but they still make it work yes 
um, you know, Mike and I kind of come from the same school, but yet we still have enough moderate influences to where we're like, how can we make this fucking badass? I don't, I don't want to fit into a genre. Exactly. No. I, do, I just want to write music with these guys and, uh, and play it. Exactly. I mean, I'm a stage whore. I'll admit it. I love being on stage. You do. But uh, the he music's got to be there. The music's the most important thing. And uh, hey, I've worn a kilt without underpants. You on have. Stage before. I was hey. there. Let it all hang out, man. I was there. It happened. Do it again, too. And, and I think that's that's the cool. But thing. that's the yeah. The cool thing is that we we were not trying to be someone else. We're not trying to write on someone else's recipe. We're not trying to say, hey, they wrote this song like this. We got to do one like that. Exactly. We're just doing our own thing. And and I remember I when I sent the song out to a few chosen people. Um, I remember a, a friend of mine asked me, you know, well, what genre are you trying to do? And I said, we're kind of creating our own. Yeah, I'm not. You I'm know, not we're, we're not we're not trying to fit into any one specific place. Uh, we're trying to just kind of be who Behead the Prophet is and mm. let things happen organically. And I think a lot of that, you know, comes from John's influence of, of the more. Uh, you know the new metal and the deathcore stuff, and Mike from you know the the '80s and and you know the Lynch Mob, the Warrants. And I really think that's Rat a very interesting like dynamic from like yeah. Kevin's perspective on music. And oh, but still, but still, I'm a, I'm a listen. I'm a still a huge fan of like Mastodon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying ripping. that. You know, I'm just saying like from where we cut our teeth. Yeah, when yeah. I you know, yeah, where we cut our teeth, you know, and and me coming more from the thrash and hardcore. Yeah, uh, background. And then Devin coming in, and he's just like, hey, guys, I haven't really listened to anything since 2010. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, dude, let's fucking roll. And you know what, though? I mean, somehow well, it fucking works. Right. But I mean, I mean, and just hearing you guys all say that, I mean, it's like if you take the, the bands that have made it popular or you know made it big the bands that you hear on the radio all right. the time they all come from different backgrounds of music i mean cliff burton god rest his soul was more of a classical fan than he was a metal fan exactly. and, and he he put that into metallica's music he put his flavor into it right 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 and i mean james james was in his high school marching band lars was fucking a tennis player right yeah <laughs> You know, Lars was a little man from Amsterdam. He was a little man from Amsterdam <laughs> whose father was a tennis player. A very famous and, one. And then on top of it, um, he... he uh, Lars, why do you play with those drums? They're rubbish. Get a tennis racket. <laughs> and then, you know, you had Kirk Hammett who came yeah. in because he was in Exodus and Gary Holt was like, I can do better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in my opinion, Gary Holt did do fucking better. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Metallica is a very uh, commercialized uh, product now. Yes, yes. I mean, but I mean, like, uh, kind of similar the way that you guys just go in there, you play whatever you want to play. That's kind of what they've started doing since Saint Anger. And they're, they're, I think that that's actually helped the relationship of the band. And when you guys say that you guys go in there and there's this camaraderie that you guys just want to go out there and make the best music possible, doesn't we don't care how it sounds. I think that that's kind of how Metallica feels. But nowadays. I think, but I, here's the thing. I think that's what metal is. Oh, I, I agree one million percent. Genre, yeah, I, I, I think that because we can bounce ideas off each other, take constructive criticism. If I say to John, hey, John, I don't know if that bass line really fucking works. He's like, okay, well, why doesn't it? And mm -hmm. I'll tell him why. You yeah. know? And he'll be like, okay, well, I'll try this. 
And if that's better, we go, okay, great, that's better. Mm-hmm. And if it sucks, he's just like, okay, I'm going to go back to playing what I was originally playing. I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, But I think that at the end of the day, that's kind of what metal is, is mm-hmm. that it's that I'm going to do what I fucking want mm-hmm. when I fucking want to do it. No rules. You can't tell me not to. Right. Like, there's no rules. Like, I'm not saying, you know, behead the prophet would ever write a fucking ballad. You know, I don't know if that's in our repertoire. I, I don't have one in me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do think I do think that do. you know the influences that as a core but as a, as a group, uh, we would you know definitely it would not be something that we would immediately mm. shoot down. Right. It'd be like okay, well let's see how this sounds. No, and and I, I love that because I was actually just about to say like you had said you know if you want Devin to sing clean he can sing clean. Exactly. You know, and I mean, I, I even think even in the song we just heard, he could have gone clean for some of that. And it still would have sounded just as aggressive and just as angry. Exactly. And and that's that's, you know, what I love about Devin is that he's just starting. Yeah. He's just starting to figure it out. He stretches right. his wings. You know, and when he gets it figured out, fucking watch out, everybody. I mean, so I know you said that you didn't want to do ballads, but I mean, would there be like a slow, like slower, more melodic stuff like you used to do in Big Ugly? Well, we have a song uh, called Immortal, okay, which is more, I don't, it's a slower tempo yeah, than what we, we normally do. I think that's heavier than what we just released, though. I, it's heavy, don't Immortal get me wrong. is heavy as fuck. But, but it has more of a, it has, there's really nothing out has, of the question as far as writing. It has more of a doom <laughs> feel to yeah. it. Okay. It's got more of like a, you can tell where, you know, like with me and John and Mike, our Black Sabbath influence came mm. in on that one, yeah, you know? So you're saying you may not do anything like uh, Four Walls and an Empty Bed? Probably not as commercial as that. You know, okay. this, this is this is more of a heavier project. Are you familiar with uh, Lorna Shore, Money? Who? Lorna Shore. No. They wrote a three-part ballad called Pain Remains, part one, two, and three. And it's, okay. a, it's a deathcore ballad. If you're interested, I would check it the fuck out. It's fucking phenomenal. Lorna Shore. Yeah, yes. Sure. Yes. Will Ramos. Brutal. Is, Will Ramos is one of my biggest. I, I will be quiet. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, you don't like <laughs> Lorna Shore, but it's okay. Lorna I, I'm yeah. a Whitechapel fan, so check out the song When a, when a Demon Defiles a Witch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unhuman. Well, that, I like I like vocals. Incident Annihilator, you know, prolapse suffocation. Part that's two. a great song too. But <laughs> so like, still but, but I think I think that's the great thing is that we have so many variety of uh, influences. Like John and I will sit down and talk, and we're like, we're talking fucking Faith No More. We're talking Cold Chamber. We're talking, oh, you know, all these all these bands from the oh. Seven Dust and shit like that. Oh, yeah. You know, let's talk. Uh, and then Mike and I will talk, and we're talking fucking Rat. We're talking Warrant. We're talking Lynch Mob. We're talking Dockin'. This past, Tesla. This past Wednesday in rehearsal, we broke out in a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, we started, nice. playing, we cool. started playing Rocket Queen. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. You know? Cool. And, and Devin's over there going, I've never heard this fucking song. You know, and, uh, you know, but then like Devin and I just went to incarceration. Yeah. And, you know, we're sitting there watching Suicide Silence and fucking uh, Hatebreed. Chelsea Grin. Chelsea Grin and, 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 and Killer's Confession. Shout out to a Killer's Confession, by the way. What's up, JP? I love you, bro. We need to do a show together. Oh yeah, I got a picture with Waylon. I kind of got my, my oh chubby, nice. I got my yeah. chubby going a little bit. You know, I, I gotta say, uh, one of the um, one of the uh, 
first times I, I ever drank legally. It was at Peabody's Down Under. Nice. And it was one of Waylon's first shows with Mushroom Head. Nice. And I was at the bar, and he, you know, like, the, the girls were just like, oh, you don't have excess on your hands. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I just turned 21, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so this guy walks out. To, he didn't have his face paint on or anything like that, so I didn't even know who he was. I hadn't seen him yet, you know, because he was literally, like, brand new to Mushroomhead at that point. And he just walks out to the bar, and he just goes, put his stuff on me. Wow. Fuck yeah. That's the type of dude Waylon is, man. Yeah. And then, you know, Mushroomhead takes the stage like seven and a half hours later. And I'm just like, I'm just like, hey. After 17 local bands, <laughs> yeah. play a 12 minute set, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was. Some of the best shows I've ever been to were Mushroomhead shows, though. I mean, I, they're, they're I, fun, but I, they, they can take the stage earlier than fucking midnight. I went, to their, I went to their last old school show at Peabody's before they shut it down. Yeah. And that shit was fucking sick, man. Yeah. Like, I, I just hate watching so many like ten minute sets. Oh man. my god! Because you can't get into the band. You can't. No. Get, like you don't like. They're like, hey, we're so and so. All right, bye. That would be what two songs from us? Ten minutes? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Immortals, like seven minutes long as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because yeah. like the last Mushroom Head show I went to, it was right after J Man came back. Okay. So at least like, and that was actually my sister's first time ever seeing Mushroom Heads. I'm like, hey, at least you get to see the good Mushroom Head with J Man. We like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, it was at the Odeon. It was like right after they just reopened the Odeon. Okay. And uh, two one six open forum, and then the other band. Uh, oh, that's a great band. Yeah, yeah. Malice two one six. Yeah, Malice two one six. Great band. Uh, yeah, so they they open forum, and then uh, the other one. Uh, Psychosis. Um, was it Psychosis? No, I actually want to say it was the one that starts with a V that had the other members of Mushroom Head in it. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Oh, fuck. Vendetta? Was that it? Something like that. But it was like, I'm just like, so, oh, I get it. It's all 216 Ink bands that are going to open for Mushroom Head yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it, it was still a cool show. And then the, the last show that I ever saw with them before. Jeff left. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It was them and ICP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was kind of interesting. I'm just like, but then I also saw POD. Who's going chicken hunting? We's going chicken hunting. <laughs> but it, it was crazy because like the very next time I saw ICP, it was POD. Oh, and wow. ICP. I'm saying I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a stretch. I'm like I'm like heaven and hell to her. Yeah. Like what are we what are we doing? ICP's all like, hey, pray Satan. Pod's like, Jesus loves you, man. Right. We are the youth of the nation. Right. Which is a great song. Don't get me yes. wrong. I love that song. I, I mean, they did they did a live. They did a here comes the boom. They yeah, obviously did yeah, youth they, of the nation. They but they, South Town. Yeah, you know, Pod was good. You know, ICP. I'm just saying, like, man, you guys are getting old. Like. Well, you know, they went into WCW for a little bit. They did, they did. And that was kind of just like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, then they started their own wrestling promotion. I have not seen that. Eh, I wouldn't call it wrestling. Okay. <laughs> backyard wrestling stuff? No, no, no. They they had like a legitimate uh, uh, organization called Juggalo Championship Wrestling. It's and... not the dude jumping off of his fucking picnic table into shit. Are you shit, talking about no. the human that dude gives Juggalos a bad name. Uh, well, I think Juggalos give Juggalos a bad hey, name. Hey, watch like... your fucking mouth, sir. <laughs> the host of this show is a Juggalo. Oh, <laughs> truth is out now. <laughs> uh, I mean, old school. I, I'm, I'm right, one right, of the original right. Juggalos. So, right. but um, 
but no, man, I mean, I love the song, love the energy, love what you guys are doing. I appreciate that. Um, thank, you. thank you. Thank you very much. I can't wait to put it into the rotation on uh, the radio station. Uh, before you guys leave tonight, yeah. I want you guys to record an intro for it that will okay. play before every time the song plays on Redliner Radio. All right. All right. I think I think that's important to, to give <laughs> local bands a chance to, to promote this. Yeah. Speaking of local music. Yes. What do you guys think about the scene right now? Well, um, I think it's terrible. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> music venues are closing out from underneath us. Exactly. Too many fucking covers. We bands. lost another. We're losing another one at the Definitely end of this month. True. Sly Fox. Sly yeah. Fox is gone. Sly Fox is gone. Uh, we've already lost the fantasy. Empire. Empire's gone. Empire's gone? Empire's gone. Oh, Empire's wow. Because people think they're too good to sell tickets, man. It's like the people don't want to like pull their weight, so that's why these venues are having to shut down. It's not just that, but it's also, um, you know, I think it's a lot of the, uh, some of the club owners, not, not all of them, but some of the club owners don't want to uh, take the time to promote the shows that are coming yeah. to their venue. Um, it's too much work and and, and, and I think a lot of it is you know like Devin said there's there's bands that just don't realize that we live in a different day and age now where if you're playing you know say you play Cleveland four weeks in a row you've now oversaturated yourself in, mm-hmm. the, in that mm-hmm. area um, I know you know like when, it, when I was in Big Ugly or even Desecrate Fate we would play one show in Akron and then we would play one show in Pennsylvania or one show in in West Virginia. We would not, you know, do back-to-back in a certain city because you want it to be an event. You want people to be like, holy shit, they're coming. We, we can't miss this. Exactly. And they're not coming again until two months from now. Right. You know? Um, and I think, I think a lot of, uh, you know... There are definitely bands out there that are busting their ass. You know, there's, you know, John's other band, The Throne of King. They're, they're doing great. There's Ash Hollow. There's Behead the Pro- uh, not Behead the Prophet, but uh, Behest of Serpents. You know, these bands are really killing it. Audience of Rain is another one that's really killing it out there. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of these upstart bands or bands that are as old as, you know, Mike and John and I who think that, you know, it's still 1996 and you need to go play every fucking weekend. But that's how you end up playing to only the same six fucking people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're not going to promote your shows, if you're not going to take a step forward and be like, you need to come see us and, and, and promote yourself like you're the best thing since sliced bread, then why the fuck are you doing it? No, I, I, I agree one million percent, dude. Um, you know, I mean, I, I even know other musicians, obviously. Yeah. And some of them are just like, well, if you're not out there every weekend, you're not trying. That's bullshit. Because if you're a cover band, that's a different story. Right. If you're a cover band, you're going to get out there and you already have a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You're already going to make your money. Uh, as a original band, you're trying to sell people on the idea that your songs are better than established songs. Yes. Or just as good. Or just as good. Right. And, you know, for, you know, let's take Four Locos, for example. Love those guys. I love every guy in that band. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely, they, they have more of an appeal because they can play a bar. Yes. They can play uh, a campground. 
because you know they're playing fucking cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. Yeah, you know we Sandman, go out, right? Uh, you, know, you know we yeah. go out there and we're playing songs like The Calling <laughs> and fucking Guilty by Design and shit like that. Fuck around yeah. and find Fuck out. Fuck around and find out, right? Like you know we're not a family friendly right, environment. Right. I'm not saying that Four Locus is. I know Tony and I know Terry. They're definitely not family uh, fucking no, friendly. No. But, <laughs> but at the same token, you know, we're not going to get booked at Smedley's because we're not playing 90s alternative. Right. We're playing, you know, 2023 fucking metal. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference in that. Um, you know, when I was great friends with the guys in the band Dirt. Who did a lot of fucking, you know, 90s and 2000s. Slayer. Slayer, Plan- fucking Pantera. Anthrax, all that other shit, you know. And those guys had a draw, but there was a certain audience they were drawing. Mm-hmm. So it was a also- audience. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't ever going to get any bigger. It was It was only going to get to a certain amount, and that's it. Right. And I think that's, that's why you have to align yourself with a booking agent like we did with you know, power back booking and, mm-hmm. and Mandy and everything. And that's why I think that you have to really not saturate yourself in any one local area. Like we have a show at the Vortex, but our next show is all the way fucking in Maslin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Neary. our show after that's in fucking Lakewood. Yep. And you know, they're, they're all about a month apart. Too, so. Yeah. <clears throat> because, you know, you have to get out there. You have to sell tickets. You want to make any money. I mean, and it's not a, it's places. yeah, it's not about money for us, not by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of nice to not have to pay for your fucking recording out of your own pocket. Hey, which we didn't have to. Exactly. That was nice. <laughs> um, I mean, so I guess, John, I'll ask you: Do you think that cover bands are kind of ruining it for original music bands? No, I, I think it's completely different. The people that are going to go see cover bands are not really going to be interested in, in seeing original music. People that want to see original music are interested in original art. I mean, and th- that's pretty much it for me. I, I mean, I'm not interested in cover bands in any way whatsoever. You could cover a song that I love, I don't know, some from Valvadinia or Sides Prevail. I'm not going to want to hear anybody else do those songs other than the people that wrote the songs. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. I fucking agree. Like where I work at, man, like that's all they have is cover bands come in and out and it's I'm so tired of hearing God smack every fucking They're all talented musicians. No, I'm not taking guys anything away from alike. them. Anything I do like you could play, you could play. Fuck yeah. But, but at like, the end of the day, you're expressing not, somebody else's feelings. Exactly. exactly. It's just not for me. I just don't see you're I've never a, seen the point in you're being You're puppeting a cover the music band. to uh a, Right. An audience who's not really there to see you, they're there to drink and listen to you in the background. Like yeah, maybe, I agree with that. maybe throwing a song or two in your set list to cover something so people get into your uh, music. Totally, totally. I have another band that does that. I have, I have a second band. I'll give a, sh- a shameless uh, Six plug Gun to Six Sister. Gun Sister. Shout out. Six Gun Sister's got a, a nine-song catalog, but there's also like five or six covers on there mm-hmm. as well, just to mix it up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with cover songs. I mean, you know, there there's been big name bands that have made. I mean, Van, oh, Van Halen's made a ton of money on covers. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right. I yeah, mean, but just, you really just, got me now. Just being a cover, there's five. Just right. to me, being a cover band, it just doesn't seem. I don't know. It just it seems like the work is laid out for you already. Right. You just got to learn how to do it. I mean, if I, if, if we were ever I to mean, do a cover, 
you know, say we wanted to do fucking Paranoid from Black Sabbath or something like that. Something that we all could, like, kind of get on yeah, board with. Yeah. You know, or, like, something by Pantera. You know, it, it, it is something that we would agree upon and be like, hey, this is just something that we're going to do for this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I, like, when I was in Big Ugly, we did uh, Killing in the Name from oh, Rage Against the Machine. But Tony's know, taking that to Four Loco, by the way. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I still play it. I play it better than Terry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, either way, um, you know, it's something that it is just kind of a hey, notice me moment. It's not, you know, we want you to hear this and now you're paying attention. Okay, it's time for the call. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time for fucking guilty. It's time for. Uh, another original, yeah, and and, that, and not not saying a big ugly ever had to do that, you know, but it was something that we kind of threw in like this is for fun, you know, like if we wanted to do shot of the devil or something like we would do it. But it had the profit. I've, I've been in cover bands and original bands alike over the years, and mm -hmm. just playing right. the original music on stage gives you a, an entirely different. It's a crazy feel. fucking vibe because when it, you it, have it some, really you got somebody out there who's singing your lyrics back to you, yes. word for word. It's a different fucking vibe. Or somebody uh, you don't uh, even like, know, right? Never met, likes a song you wrote. Exactly. Like I remember when we were, when, uh, we were in uh, that's amazing uh, shit. Desecrate Fate, and we had a song called Bow Down. Mm -hmm. And uh, Justin from Dead Cassette is, you know, singing fucking Bow Down right back to our singer John at the time. It's like, this is fucking nuts. Because yeah. Dead Cassette is the fucking shit. Right. Like, they're fucking great, man. They're great people, great fucking band. Do you remember the, the, the show that you guys did as Big Ugly at Maple Grove? In, I do. In Maple? Yes. And... Like, you were, like, the second band, we I think? Were, we were the second band on, yeah. They opened... All right, so they opened with their song, Come Home, yes. which is, like, the heaviest shit that they've ever done, right? So Tony's just standing there, and he's just like, Hi, we're Big Ugly. And then they go right in to go, come home, and Tony's just... <laughs> and everybody in the bar was just like... <laughs> right, right, right. There was that. There was that whole "What the fuck are we watching?" Now? <laughs> but, but then they within, got into it within like two songs. Within two songs, the whole fucking place was up at the front. Yeah, and I think that's what we have with Devin. We have a guy that's going to command your fucking attention. Yeah, not just because of how talented talented he is, but because he's going to literally go out and grab you by the fucking face. He's a stage whore like the rest of us. Exactly. He's going to grab you by the fucking face. He's going to bring you up front and be like, you're going to pay attention to what we're mm -hmm. fucking doing. And it, it if was not, you're going to lick my fat roll. Oh, dude, right. When I, was, when, I rap, when I was rapping and shit and people would you know, uh, be rude and walk the fuck away when I was doing my thing, I would grab the wireless mic and follow him out to the fucking smoke areas and in the bar and I'm like, nope, you guys are listening to me one way or another. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the cool oh, thing awesome. about that night at Maple Grove. Like, it was the first time that they'd ever played there. Like, everybody's just like, who's this band Big Ugly? Like, right. you know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, just wait. You know, and then they saw Dwayne. They're like, oh, okay. That's uh, You know, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, you know, but then Tony, you know, like I said, he just goes up there like, hi, we're Bug Big Ugly. We're from Akron. And then they go into the heaviest song that they have. Even the band that was on stage that was still taking their gear off the stage as they're playing Come Home, they're just, they, they just stopped. And they're just like, 
yo, they're better than us. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and like, I like me as a fan, you know, not just a friend of, of Dwayne's or a friend of Tony's, but, you know, as a fan and like, cause I, like the second I saw them, I'm just like, yo, you guys are just fucking badass. Like, you know, so that, that's, that's the way I discover bands mm-hmm. is I go to their shows. I see how they are live. Like, uh, there's no of, better way to see a band. Oh, a system of a down. I think they're boring live. Really? All, all, uh, all oh, sort of... I, I tell you what, you're talking system of a down. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of their period. I, I, like I saw them oh, on wow. MTV at the, uh, at the rock and roll hall of fame. And Serge is just standing there, and I'm like, dude, in the fucking video for the exact same song, you're just standing here singing. You're jumping around like you're on fucking coke. It's like, like do something, motherfucker. Right. You know, but you know th- th- that's just the way it is. But like, j- just seeing the way that the other bands that were on that show, and seeing the way that the crowd that never saw them before. Yeah reacted to come home and then i think you guys followed that up with four walls i think no we followed it up with one within one that's right one within one first record yeah Yeah. like do you remember like loading in uh my fucking drums in the wrong (laughs) 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 there was two silver equinoxes at that show parked very close to each other almost like almost like there were like only one space apart and I went in and I started loading my drums in this fucking car. Like, and Lee's bringing down some of my drums. And I go, I think we're in the wrong fucking car, Lee. <laughs> I'd be like, Dwayne. Dwayne. And I'm like, I don't own a fucking dream catcher. <laughs> Dwayne, what's with the car seat, bro? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, man. But I think we're in the wrong car. He started freaking out. He's like, get this shit out of this car. And I'm like, it was unlocked. You said it was unlocked. <laughs> I don't want to know what was gypped in that that Vaseline, and I don't want to know what's in that uh, sock. It was Devin's cock. <sighs> um, but Larry says that he shared the live on uh, BR's Facebook page. Uh, Devin. Thanks, man. But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Um, we have any more comments? Uh, no, that's it. We haven't had a comment since we played the song. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> and it was like, nah, we're good. Yeah, they heard the song, they're like, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm shocked that Larry's the one that actually commented because he's the one that's been like, let's go, play the fucking song. And yeah. then he's silent for like two thirds of the show. He's, he's, heard, he's heard the song in oh, okay. early production uh, days. Maybe, and... maybe we put everybody in a comatose state. <laughs> you kicked their ass too hard. Don't I you? think what it is is Mike writes you know such precision that hypnotic it's shit. hypnotic and they're all like we must go bake bread <laughs> everybody took a bathroom break everybody's in there like they're just shitting their brains out right now uh, sean gore shout out to Devin. good stuff guys hey Thanks, what's up buddy man. thank you man thank you now the comments are coming back oh okay fuckers uh he said sorry i got busy Sure you did. Masturbation's not being busy, dude. <laughs> but well, then what do I do? Vigorously masturbate. Uh, your wife just Whoa. said nothing. <laughs> so there, there you go. I, honestly, has anybody ever seen anybody, like, passively masturbate? <laughs> Uh, I don't watch people masturbate. I'm just so. saying, though, like, everybody <laughs> fucking vigorously fucking masturbate. Yeah! Do you ever been on Detroit Avenue after dark? No. no. I'm gonna be. <laughs> that shit goes on all the time, people just fucking walk around the corner, ah! just fucking 
Ripping one off, blowing loads everywhere, you blowing loads on fucking plastic couches. Is that wow. what they're doing? That ended up a town. Anything goes. I don't know. Up there. Is that why grandma had plastic on the furniture? That's right, because your grandma was a squirter. That's okay. Oh, wow. I kind of figured. Jesus. Because grandpa had a <laughs> large Sorry, grandma, unit. if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> I love Sorry, both grandma. Wait, how many grandmas are single? Two. I love you guys. I love yes, you. grandma. Grandpa was just blowing loads everywhere, man. That's what it was. Pumping chumps and blowing loads. That's right. Hey, my wife and I are grandparents, so... You're still blowing loads, right? I'm a grandpa doing the nasty. There you go. Do you, do you, have, do you have plastic on your couch? Fuck I've, no. I've been to Mike's house like 20 fucking times. I've never seen his living room. <laughs> that's like... That's, that's where I keep the dogs. That's where the dogs are. I can't let you... I've known out. John for over a fucking year. You'll come out never, minus a limb. I don't even know where he lives. <laughs> John lives in Boston. <laughs> a 10-hour drive. He drives 10 hours every Wednesday to practice. Oh, hey, hey, us. speaking of that, uh, what's, what's, what's our dude's name? Which one? Seth. Oh, hey, yeah. Shout out to Seth From, if you're listening, brother. Yeah, yeah. Seth dude. and West uh, are in Virginia, Virginia, Newport News, Virginia. Thank you for fucking being a fan, brother. Uh, so Larry yeah, says, I've been fun. here the whole time, motherfuckers. Uh, and then Steve said, did you use a talk box on, on the pre-chorus? I heard a really cool vocal sound in the uh, staccato part. That's all there, was, there was no talk That's box. That's all Devin. Um, and then uh, Grant McNasty says Larry. Uh, I'd okay. Probably talking about Grandpa doing this. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sean said he missed the song earlier. Play it again. It'll be played at the end of the we show. We will. We'll play it again. Um, I found my other soundboard, so now I got more sounds. Oh, sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Devin. Larry says yes. Yeah, so. that's all Devin, baby. He's a fucking beast. Well, thank you. Steve said it sounded sweet. Thanks, Steve. Uh, but yeah, um, so I mean, where does Behead the Prophet go from here? What what's next for you guys? Um, the the plan is to, you know, kinda do some local shit. Uh like I said, we're we're with a booking agent now with uh power back booking. Um so the idea is to kind of do some weekend runs, hopefully, you know, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, things like that. Uh, kind of take it, I, I mean, the whole reason, fucking nets. <laughs> like, the whole reason we do this is to kind of see how far, you know, like. Hey, we're doing a fucking podcast here. Take your fucking no, not car and go somewhere. Shit, mother. That's why I miss the other studio. I don't, uh, I don't. Are you, are you okay, Lee? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. <laughs> Lee's about over there having a fucking coronary. Fuck! <laughs> it's like I'm having a. F- He's having a poop, baby. <laughs> but uh, you know, the idea is for us to kind of take it as far as we can. You know, we're of course looking for a label, and uh, we're getting our uh, EPK together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of that, and. But at the same time, you know, we also have to be realistic. You know, like, I'm 49, John's 48, Mike's 53. You're fucking 48? Actually, 49. He's 49, shit. Yeah. <laughs> See, these guys are laying out groundwork, so yeah. after they croak the bucket, I can continue this shit. Yeah, we're we're going like, to so. be like the, the next Slipknot, where he just the people just come in and take our fucking place. 
Um, so you're just gonna start wearing masks? Okay, got no, it. No, 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 no fucking mask. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, we just want to kind of see how far we can go. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna write. Just, just, ex just, you know, expressing write it ourselves. Out. Yeah, write it out as as best as we can, and and whatever happens, happens. You know, it's all something we want to do. It's all something right. We, you know, right. we absolutely love to do. It's a, yeah. You know, I would I would be writing music without the band. Exactly. Mm. I have to be in the band, right? I mean, Dwayne, I know how passionate you are about it. I mean, part of the part of the reason that I think End and Smite kind of came out of the ashes of Big Ugly was because you're just like, I love playing music with you guys. Right. If this particular person doesn't want to play with us, let's keep this shit going. Right, right, right. And I mean, Tony was all with you on that, you yeah. know. And then he got a gig that he kind of couldn't pass up at a. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, yeah. it's it's it, it's kind of like a job in a way. Yeah. You know, like you find a job that's gonna pay you more money. You know, and you're still doing what you love to do. I mean, you're gonna take it. I get it. You know, it's it's it's, and that's the other thing is that is that, um, you know, Mike has another band. He right. he does his thing with Six Gun Sister. John has another band with The Throne the King. You know, I'm always open to doing like you know I've I've got some shit in the works for possibly doing like a uh, a down tribute. You know, no, that'd awesome. be really cool actually. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. You know, doing something along those lines, and uh, but you know, and Devin still, you know, he's open to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to make the head the profit. You know, like this is this is our baby. I, I know for a fact it's me and Mike's baby. Yeah. You know, because, like, this is this is kind of the style that when we were talking, it's like we wanted to do something that was heavy, but yet still catchy, but yet still, like, you could, you, it would be angry, but yet have a hook at the same time. Right. And I think, you know, I think you guys nailed that with I, the calling. I appreciate Thank you. that, you I know. Agree. And as, as we go forward, you know, it's just more about not necessarily, like, putting any rules into what we're writing. It's more about just we're going to do what we fucking want to do. And, I mean, I personally have never written a song for anybody else. Right. For anybody else to like. <clears throat> Everything I've written has been, like, selfishly for me. Exactly. I fucking mm -hmm. like it. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Right. I'm not you writing know? for anybody. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's the way music should be. Like, like if you're out there writing stuff for Joe Blow on the street to fucking waggle, waggle his dick right. to, I mean, yeah. you're, right. you're basically doing what's on MMS every two hours. When, right. when Tesla it, came about mm -hmm. uh, to go way back, you know, John remembers Tesla. I do. He does. <laughs> uh, when Tesla came about, they, they had this formula of writing a hit song, and then their guitar player... Uh, Brian Wee, or no, I can't remember his name. Was it Tommy Skiach? No, no, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank Hannon. Frank Hannon, yeah. Uh -huh. Frank Hannon wrote the song Modern Day Cowboy, yeah. which is a fucking metal song. I don't care what anybody says. That's a fucking metal it tune. Is. It is. And suddenly, you know, they're like, yeah, fuck this idea of writing, you know, to be a number one fucking hit single. Exactly. Let's just do what we want to do. And like when Pantera kind of made the change over from doing the the hair metal, uh, the hair to, metal the, yeah. to, to doing Cowboys from Hell, they're like these these clothes don't make us write better songs, right. you know? They they, they don't. Like no. you're never gonna find more, uh, four more different individuals 
than you will with Behead the Prophet. Oh, for fucking sure. You know? <laughs> like, we are so... Devin says that like, oh my God, you have so no idea what it's like putting up with these sons of bitches. We're so... I mean, I, I, hear it, I hear it from Devin's wife all the time. Like, you fucking puffed up dad rock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, without our puffed up dad rock, you don't have fucking Chelsea Grin. You don't have fucking Suicide Silence, motherfucker. You know, like, without Lamb of God, you don't have any of those fucking bands. Right. Uh, so Larry asked, what about incarceration next year? Uh, we are yeah. working on that right I, uh, now, Larry. Yeah, yeah, I actually got us submitted into uh, the booking agents for uh, incarceration, and I'm just waiting to hear something back. Because I actually know people personally behind the scenes for that, so we actually have a pretty good fucking shot. We're not just that. yeah, we're not just looking at incarceration. We're also looking at like Rocklahoma. We're oh, also nice. looking at you know the bigger ones, the, big, like, the, the the bigger festivals, you know, that we can get out there and and do uh, because we all still need to work fucking full time jobs. Right, right. You know, um, and I don't know if that's ever going to stop. I mean, fucking Randy Bly fucking was a roofer. For ten years before fucking, you know, uh, uh, Lamb of God really was able to suffice, you know, right, take right, care of right. his family. Uh, he also said, "Be, uh, be, uh, behead the prophet masks." Yes. No. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Yeah, That's not, a big no. no, Larry. I'm sorry. I'm 370 fucking pounds. I ain't wearing a mask on stage, dude. No we way. might wear Speedos, Larry. You cool with that? Uh, <laughs> he has to see that anyway. It's one of my best friends right there. That's like, right. Uh, and speaking of which, he does say, believe it or not, Devin talks nothing but great things about you all and his future with the band. Ah, uh, thank you, Devin. We love you. Well, that's because there is a bright future with this band. Yeah, I hope so. It's also I because, believe in it. It's also because Devin's fat. And he, yes. and he, he tucks me under his fat rolls when it's raining. I did. <laughs> I have. Uh, but Steve does say, you play to express a feeling, and no one can tell you how you I, feel. Yeah, exactly. Going, going back to that, as far as, like, the lyrics go, like, uh, but for the calling, when I wrote the calling, that came from a like that came from like actually being called upon to step up to the vocalist for this fucking band. Yeah. Because uh, being a rapper before, there's a lot of people in this scene still that know me as that rapper. So when I was like, "Hey, I'm doing this now," they're like, mm. "No, the fuck, you're not." <laughs> so that's where that's where these lyrics came from. It was like, "Yes, yes, I am, and I'm gonna do this." And that's, yeah. That's where the calling came from for me. Uh, he, Larry does say, let's go. I want to see y'all at Inc. I mean, if you guys get into incarceration, just remember who gave you your first shot at a podcast. I mean, you're going to go on the CD, bro. You know, nice. Like, All right. There. there we go. I'll take it. Um, uh, Larry also said he'll wear a speedo with y'all. So. All right, Larry, you know, August Game 19th, on. motherfucker. Game on. <laughs> um, you know, the main thing with this band is that we, we just really have a really genuine love for each other. You know, and sometimes we get mad at each other. Sometimes we're like, oh, you know, I don't fucking like this idea or, you know. This everything guy's... we do is honest. There's yeah, yeah. everything no is fake. fucking honest. There's you no know? phony, gotta bring this or I gotta be a certain way. I wouldn't be in this band if I couldn't go out to dinner or have a drink with these guys. You, you've always been that way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's the, the that, that's the key, you know. I would touch like, tips with everybody here. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like I went to Inc. with Devin last Friday. How was it this year? Uh, it was fucking great, man. Was it, was it phenomenal? The only my only complaint with Inc.
think is that there's no place to sit and there's no place for shade. Well, you you only went the one day. It wasn't. I don't care. I got weekend. burnt to shit. <laughs> I know. I know you did. It was fun though. What day did you go? I went Friday. Yeah, okay. Went Friday. Yeah. Because I was, as of today, a jobless fuck at that moment. <laughs> but uh, I now have a job today. So. Hey, oh, you got a job today. I got a job today. Nice. I start Monday. Nice. So, water's edge, baby. Uh, <laughs> I'll be your new GD&T guy. So, um, for all your fucking electrical needs, come see me. Um, but no, I mean, um, I, I 100% agree with everything that you guys have said throughout this entire show. Um, yeah. Original music is definitely something that's kind of going on the way of the wayside because there are some cover bands out there that will remain nameless, but their their name is a year that charge $2,000. <laughs> and let me tell you something about that said band They're not um, they don't have a singer anymore not, i agree 100 well, 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 wait 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 wait, <laughs> wait. Uh, along with that band and there's another one that uh you know let's just say they do stuff from the 70s you know a lot of casey and a sunshine band type of shit. yeah yeah okay those, those guys yeah those guys. <laughs> uh they all play to a fucking backing track that literally is the fucking song Mm-hmm. Um, karaoke, basically. They're basically not even karaoke because when I'm watching it, and these now, Mike, you know me, like this other band that is the name of a year. I know how to play "Fucking Wait" by White Lion. Oh, I know how to play many of those songs, and I tell you, and they're not fucking playing them. See, I, and I and I've only seen them once, and that was only because it was my wife's birthday, yeah, and that's what she wanted to do for her birthday yeah. was go see them. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything bad about any of these guys, but I'm going to say there are other guitar players in the audience, and we know how to play it. Mm-hmm. There's other drummers, and we know what I just really we know what no you're fucking doing. That plays um, my job beats me up. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, but then there there are cover bands out there like grunge like bad juju like four locos right even dirt dirt yeah they knew what the fuck they were doing Mm -hmm. they knew how to play yeah and and four loco to their credit they've taken songs that are from without that genre that they do like um ring of fire their version of ring of fire is amazing i don't know if you've heard it yet yeah i have and and also you know them going to doing something like uh bodies yes you know uh getting down with the the sickness getting Mm -hmm. on the heavier edge of things you know that's not necessarily 90s alternative right uh and that's just tony's influence with metal so well it's terry also terry too yeah you're right i i think terry has a big big say in that because terry's a fucking diehard metal head i mean they were doing they were doing pretty soon. They're going to be doing down by three eleven. I guarantee it. He's already Tony's already talked to me about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a few other songs that we're talking about too, yeah. um, but I mean they just started doing a, a heavier version of uh, Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby too. Well, that, that that's already out. I mean, yeah, you know Vanilla Ice did it himself. Yeah. Like for us, like something that we all could probably agree on would be doing like a really heavy version of like Outshined by Soundgarden. Counting Worms. Counting Worms County would be worms. another one, yeah, from Dude, from if, we, if we fucking cover anything, man, we better do that. I'd be so upset with you guys if we did But I, I think <laughs> I think Devin, with his voice, the oh. way he brings his approach yeah, yeah. to something like Outshined by yeah. Soundgarden would be, like, the shit. Like, really? John's over there going, I don't Would you be mad if I said this? I never heard that song? <laughs> if what? I never heard that song. 
Outshine by Soundgarden. You should you should hear it, dude. Yeah, listen to that one. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Soundgarden, okay. but I'm not. Bad Motorfinger is a great record. You gotta admit it, John. Okay. Bad uh, Motorfinger is a great record. I like Spoonman. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, the fuck? All right, so so Larry sold it. The first the first cover that Behead the Prophet needs to do, yeah, is Barbie Girl, because Devin has done Barbie Girl before. No, I have not done Barbie Girl. I did My Lumps by uh, mm. the Black Eyed <laughs> You remember when I uploaded that? My video? Lumps. My I have, Lumps. I have I have absolutely no shame. Like I don't get embarrassed by anything. I'm the definition of absolutely not giving a fuck about anything. Nice. So like I literally uploaded me fucking screaming Fergie's verse to Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> you can still find it. It's still up there. Uh, but um. Larry says, "Just the tip." Just the tip. Are we playing that game tonight, Larry? Just the tip. Uh, Mandy put a skull on a black heart up here for you guys. Okay. Hey, Uh, Mandy. What's up? Hey, baby. Thank you. Oh, Uh, bring out some Barry White. That was him. Oh, oh. Hey, baby. Uh, Chris has said ink was fucking great. Yes. Um, Mandy said, awesome. you guys are awesome. Excited to work with y'all. Thank you. Uh, Larry said, congratulations, sir, for you getting a job. Thanks, man. Because uh, I was just a fat fucking bum. He said, ha, two grand. That's cute. About how much that particular band charges. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I take two grand right now, Larry. Do you have two? Hey, Larry, can dude, I borrow name, two grand? I'll name an overpriced cover band. I don't give a shit. Red Ball Jets, dude. Like, what's up with them? They're way overpriced for what they do. Red Ball who? Red Ball Jets, man. Red Ball Jets. Yeah, they're so they're so overpriced for what they do, and they're yeah. not that. They're, Last time I had Red Balls, I think there was some sort of chemical reaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sean says the only time that covering a song is appropriate is when you either play the song perfectly, or you reinvent. Or you, you play it and with your own And that's why I said fucking doing outshine. The only reason to play a cover song is to reinvent it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think we can do give it your, slower and heavier. If you find a song that you like and you you think the meaning, or, or at least it lyrically or, or what yeah. it expresses something I, you like, I, I, then I, you can definitely put your own spin on it. I totally I think if, 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 er, if Devin... I totally think if Devin read the lyrics to outshine, he would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna fucking See, do now this. There's two gnats up here. We're <laughs> fucked. Damn it, Dwayne, stop stinking. Uh, we got the gnats up here. Uh, but uh, I got your gnats right here, buddy. Larry said, uh, "Whatever it was, it was great." And then uh, Chris says, "My humps, you sent it to me. It was great." Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, loved it. I ain't scared, Devin. Uh, Devin will tell you uh, whatever that's for. Uh, Davidian. Oh Steve shit! Says, <laughs> fucking machine head. <laughs> oh fuck. We don't. We only have one guitar player, Steve. I'm sorry. We we cannot do Davidian. I need a third arm. We need Seth to move up here from Virginia. Uh, Yeah, we need Seth. Seth, move up here from fucking Virginia, dude. Dude, That kid's a fucking monster. He's 19 years old. This guy's fucking a beast, man. Mandy says, "Hollow Oats metal style." Hollow Oats metal it up. Well, we can't. What I want, you got. Surely hard to handle. I'd pick another one. Oh, personally, your kiss. It's on my list. It's, it, it bothers me how much you know their catalog. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we are we are into a little bit of overtime here. Not not that I'm complaining because this has been fucking awesome. Uh, one of my favorite things that I do here is musicians talking musicians. This is the second time I've had Dwayne here for it. Uh, we didn't. Well, I, I guess we did spend about two hours talking about music yeah. and, and farts and gnats. Uh, Pantera. Yeah. 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 Good uh, to see him this weekend. Uh, 
Uh, oh, Charlie, fuck you. This weekend, Mike? Next weekend. Oh, next weekend. Next weekend. Going to Pennsylvania to see him. Larry says Charlie Travis is an amazing guitarist from Illinois. Okay. Does he live in fucking Ohio? Here, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, listen. Illinois is not as long as a drive as Boston. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's longer than Newport News, Virginia. He parks yeah. his car in the yard and plays with his cards. <laughs> he plays oh, with his cock. I mean, listen, after you're 13, you're 14. Right. And then you find a fucking hopper and you blow a fucking load in it. I this for at least 20 minutes of band practice every day. Yeah. Uh, our, well, I mean, our favorite thing to do is make John unknowingly play Van Halen covers. <laughs> well, I stopped playing anything that sounds remotely like 80s. Until the other day, he started playing Rocket well, Queen with I, us. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. You were going, do, 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 do. Yes, you fucking were. I watched you do it. You were playing around. Wow. It was well, natural. It just rolled off your fingers, man. Well, He's over there going, here I am, your rocket queen. None of this happened. Shaking his dreads all and shit. He was shaking his ass. He had his cock out, fucking swinging it. Swinging his dreads like he owned it. Uh, Carissa says, rich girl. Rich girl. From Hall of Notes? No. <laughs> Larry said tips yet again, so he really wants to play Touch the Tips with you guys. Larry, listen, we can play if it fits, if you want to, but it's going to cost you money. Well, I got micro penis syndrome. So. <laughs> <laughs> it fits anywhere. It fits anywhere. That's uh, my slogan. It fits anywhere. <laughs> and then he said Zachary Smith. Uh, he was in several bands. Sink the Ship was one of them. And then Carissa followed up with, yes, Zachary and he's from Mansfield. So there you go. He finally got one from well, Ohio. I mean, he's nice. lives, he lives by Devin. I don't think that guy likes me. I know who you're talking about. I don't think he likes me. I've hung out with him a couple times. Oh, fuck that guy then. He doesn't really talk to me that much. I don't think he likes me too much. I think he Sit on you. his face. If he does, if Everybody he does, I'm sorry, you. but I don't think I love does. you. I'm, I'm not a very likable person. Bullshit. I disagree. Well, I disagree. Well, thank you. Thank you. I've only known you for two hours, and I think you're awesome, sir. Thank you. Uh, but uh, Chris says yes to Zachary. Uh, or no, to uh, Rich Girl from Hall & Oates. But yeah, Zach, Zach is a great guitarist from Sink the Ship. Like, I've heard that band before, and they're fucking awesome. But, yeah. Uh, and then she also said, bet it don't fit. Mm. Hmm. 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 Huh. Uh, and then Larry says, yes, he does. Shut up. It's my brother. He likes everyone. You're my favorite asshole, and I'll do a song with you. <laughs> okay. All right. I... I I'm completely off guard right now. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Neither do I. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I was just gonna be like, okay, let's play the song again and go home. Yeah, play the I song. Mean, again. <laughs> hey, everybody, let's play the song. And go to the uh, bar. Let's, I'm pretty let's sure. do the fucking like, hey, let, hey guys, this is Dwayne from Behead the Prophet, and you are listening to Lee Money's Crazy Mind, hey and guys. this is a song from Behead the Prophet called The Calling. Hey guys, this is the vocalist Michael Penis Syndrome here. <laughs> Let's play the goddamn song. And my Michael Penis wants to tell you something. <laughs> we have a new album, a new song out. <laughs> we have a single. Just give it a little listen. <laughs> it's we not that long. We have, a, we have a song about called John Likes Women with Big Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? I don't know. Yes, I saw his. Doesn't. I saw his picture. So. <laughs> you saw the call. I saw the call. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think John's got an entourage of strippers. He just doesn't bring them around us. I think, I think honestly, John, John's probably like rocking like a 10-inch fucking cock, and he just doesn't fucking tell anyone. Half I think he does porn. Dick. That's what he does. Half. I think John is gay for pay. I can, I can believe you're a porn think. star and a closet porn guy. I, I mean, it, it worked for Adrian Brody in the Summer of Sam movie. I'm just saying, I think John is le legit gay for pay. Like, he barebacks for an extra grand. <laughs> <laughs> I will not you got confirm or deny. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. So I mean, I, you do, how often do you hear this, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do we have a song to play. <laughs> if we all went camping together and you woke up with a used condom hanging out of your ass, would you tell the other guys <laughs> you're camping with? Yeah. Actually, I'm never going camping. I, like, <laughs> I would. I think I, I'm the kind of guy to come out of my tent and be like, "Who fucked me?" I'd be like, "It was my uncle John here." <laughs> so I wasn't dreaming last night. Father Michael. <laughs> wow. Uh, behead the prophet. Let's go. Yeah, let's behead the prophet, dude. Wait, let's... wait, wait. I mean, how 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 often do you hear this when you guys are camping? Ow. Jesus. I, well, considering no, I have no, a camper, normally he <laughs> should be asleep. Right. I hear that shit all the time because I'm banging into shit. You just got to be real quiet unzipping the, the sleeping bag. <laughs> John, I hope this next one doesn't give you uh, bad dreams, but... <laughs> John's used to mo John's more used to hearing... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that kind of radio show. We're talking about John's entourage here. <laughs> Hello, John. <laughs> that was John motorboating the chick that called him at home Wednesday. Mean, meanwhile, in, in uh, Wednesday. meanwhile in in Dwayne's trailer. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fucking true. But that's not just me. That's not just me making those noises. It, it, yeah, that's April. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'll, bet he's got to, I'll bet he's got to employ the sewer department to clean his grape pipe. Listen, motherfucker, we have sewage. <laughs> hey, we got people that want to hear the song, Dwayne. Uh, okay, so... Um, Do you like our song? I love it. I like... I love it. I love you. I love you guys. I love you too, man. Okay. You just really brought the mood down, Devin. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you know, I gotta. I I'm hungry. That's because you're fat, bro. Hey, and I got an hour and ten minute drive back home. Oofa. Oofa. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll finish out the comments. We'll play the song, and then we'll feed we'll feed Devin. Feed me. Uh, so Carissa says I love big boobs. Okay. Larry yeah. said, "Who doesn't love big boobs?" John. Uh, Larry says, "I love you for that, Carissa." Mandy's laughing at just all everything. Um, well, yeah, because she does. I messaged her earlier and told her this is what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. <laughs> and then Larry Mandy's says, uh, "Larry says he'd walk around with his shorts still down." Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, 
she also asked when's the next show so so pr uh, promote august, the show you fucking august, chill <laughs> august uh, 19th at the vortex we got august 19th at the vortex and then we got uh, september, september 30th at Mount mcalpine meter yeah the mcalpine meter and then october Beach 20th Ohio. october 20th at the mercury music lounge that one has not that's been in, announced yet that's so. in lakewood so yeah. that okay breaking news yes yeah breaking news sorry brian shout out to castle clothing by the way he makes all of our uh, merch Shout oh. out to uh, Power Back Booking also for yep. uh, taking us under their wing. Absolutely. Amen. I feel so bad for you, Mandy. I'm sorry. Yeah, are you still, <laughs> are you still, are you still okay? Like, you still we don't want to forget about our friends at uh, Lava Room Studios and Nexus Recording. Uh, Nexus yeah. Recording and Lava yep. Room Studios. Yep. Uh, Mike Plath and uh, Bob Hackard. Keith yep. Kelly. Oh, Leanne's saying that there's a uh, rallies on the corner. That sounds fucking awesome. I, oh, think that's that, my, I, I think that's, that's my wife. wife telling me I'm not getting dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to collaborate with you guys. If you're looking for a second guitarist, Devin has heard my music, and that's from Sean. Sean who? Gore. Okay. All right. Well, fucking check you out. I've told him to come out before, so come on. Come out to practice. We Larry's can... asking what's the closest show is to Mansfield. Yeah. yeah well, uh, that would be the one in Akron. Yeah, that'd be the, the one. Vortex. The, the Vortex, Vortex show. Which you're not going to be able to get it off because you got two employees performing that day. So. Oh. Carissa says she's off, though. Well, tag along. Let's go. Uh, thanks again for choosing me as your booking agent. Oh, you are more than welcome. And Leanne says she made you dinner, babe. Oh, that's my babe. Okay, no more comments. Okay. <laughs> Turn them off. Oh, Larry said fuck y'all. Okay, last comment. All right, but here we go. Here it is. F closing out the show this week. Thank you guys for being here. This has been fucking amazing. When Dwayne told me you guys were coming on, I'm like, oh shit, I'm in for it. But th th <laughs> this is this is this has been awesome. Uh, uh this song is great. Thank you. Um, Thank and you. I can't wait to start putting it on the rotation at redlineradiollc.com. And uh this is Behead the Prophet. This is their first single, The Calling. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, to Money's Crazy Mind this week. It has been a blast. And here we go. Closing out the show. I fixed the sound problem. I promise it'll play fright this time. Mm -hmm.
Jersey Mine is a proud Redline Media Group and nameless, faceless production. That's all, folks.